Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into this Wednesday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. My name is Ryan LaVoy. I'm the host of this show, and today I've got Tom Peavy and Brant Daughtry on with me, at least for the first two hours. Then we will mix some things up and have everybody on in hour number three, because today is a wacky Wednesday. So we will have, at coming up at the 5 o'clock hour, a blind soda taste test that's going to be... Very exciting. No, Tom, you don't get a word bank. You will have to see if you can identify it via your taste buds. Nothing too crazy on there. I promise you that. We'll go over the rules a little bit later. So we have a wacky Wednesday coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. In the meantime, though, we'll keep you updated on things happening again in Destin with the SEC spring meetings. We'll also talk to you a little bit about the Atlanta Braves as they have a game with the Oakland Athletics. And also today, a lot of TV times announced for the first couple weeks of college football. And we'll tell you in just a moment when Auburn will be playing for the first three weeks of the season and what networks. We'll give you the details on that coming up in just a minute. Again, Ryan, Tom, and Brant with you here this afternoon. Birthdays in sports and nightly TV guide also on the show today. Brant, we'll start with you. Hope you're doing well, sir. Good to have you back on the show. I'm doing great, man. Uh, glad to be back here. Uh, an unusual Wednesday appearance. Excited for uh, what's going to happen uh, at, at around 5 o'clock. You've been Pretty, you've been hyping this up a little bit. You've been excited about it, and so I'm excited about it too. So, uh, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, more reactions to Janai Broom. I'm assuming coming up reactions to the Braves uh, having a struggling series against the Oakland Athletics right now. So uh, a lot to get to, and uh, we'll we'll talk all about that. And yeah, it's a, it's a great Wednesday, and let's get to it. Absolutely. Again, Canberry would normally be on the show, so Brant's going to join us. But again, in f- the five o'clock hour. Brooks will come on here. Our intern TP will come on here. Everyone will be a part of the taste test. And look, of all the Wacky Wednesdays we've done, this might be the best tasting Wacky Wednesday we've done. If you like soda, again, in the scheme of things, I think this is not going to be a negative for everyone to just participate in. I think everyone will enjoy it. Tom PV also on the show today. Yep, Tom, yep. how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, crazy story last night. Okay. Love these to start a show. Yeah. So I step out on my back balcony. My bal- balcony faces west. Step out on my back balcony, and uh, uh, as I'm looking out, I see two airplanes flying. I could tell because they had the lights on them, you know, airplanes. And then all of a sudden, this red light appeared, and it's moving rapidly across oh, the I sky. Saw this. Yep. This red light's moving rapidly across the sky, and I'm sitting there looking at this thing. I'm like, what in the world is that? And then as it kind of got more into view, it had an orange trail back behind it, and it was it was moving a lot faster than an airplane, but it was not moving as fast as like a shooting star or something. But I watched this thing traverse southward across my viewing area, trailing this lo- orange plume behind it. And I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world is this? 
uh, I went on to Twitter and uh, I actually sent a message to James Spann uh, and uh, I, I tagged like James Spann, NASA, and some. Uh, I think one of the other uh, WTVM weather maybe, uh, and explained what I saw. And, you know, was something entering the atmosphere? I had no idea. Right after that, I start seeing all the posts that it was the SpaceX capsule returning into the atmosphere, getting ready for a splashdown in the Gulf of Mexico. I had no idea that that was happening. I had Mm -hmm. no idea that was supposed to happen. I just randomly see this thing streaking across the sky. And I'm like, what in the world is that? There it was. Yeah. Such a random thing to just see. Thankfully, not a UFO. Very much identified. Not definitely not a UFO, but it was definitely something you know I could tell that was entering the Earth's atmosphere. Yes, uh, trailing a plume of debris. It looked like behind it, and I'm just sitting there thinking, you know, what what is this? Where is it going? What's happening right now? Right, is Victor Wembanyama coming from his home planet? Yeah, <laughs> draft, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but other than that, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, man, Bra- Atlanta Braves come. I mean, what are they doing? Jeez, I know. We'll get to it. I'm clearly less bothered than everyone else is, but we'll we'll get. It's to just it. embarrassing. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it is in the moment. But what's not embarrassing is if you win the division. Like, well, the, sure. like the the relevance to this is that you might look back on it in three months four months and say wow this was the turning point in the season or we really needed those two or three games whatever it ends up being uh but i promise you if the braves win the division you know we might use it as a footnote say hey remember you know in a joking manner but it won't be anything performance-based it won't be like yeah yeah no i really thought this team was terrible when they lost to the a's well i mean this team had a great start and and if they end up going the postseason, then we'll forget all about it. If they end up not going the postseason, then yes, this will be incredibly relevant, and this will be the, the moment where things started to change. But we will get to that in just a little bit. What we want to lead off today with is the knowledge of when Auburn football will be opening its season. Its first three game times have been announced. Really, most of college football's game times were announced for the first couple of weeks. So let's go through, go through Auburn's in particular first. Auburn will open with UMass, of course. They will open at 2.30 on ESPN. Uh, We'll have thoughts on that in a second, but big ESPN at 2.30. Auburn goes to California. This is the one to really talk about. They go to the Cal Golden Bears 9.30 on ESPN Saturday, September the 9th. 9.9 at 9.30. And then Auburn will host Sanford in week three, six o'clock. That would be on the SEC Network Plus and the ESPN Plus. Again, reminder that uh, really all the SEC teams have a game now thrown on to Plus. So SEC Network Plus, ESPN Plus for a six o'clock start inside of Jordan Hare Stadium September the 16th against Sanford. Guys, your thoughts on these first three games, in particular the first two, with UMass being a big ESPN game and then also California at 9.30. We've talked a little bit about uh, potential for positive press on this show, and I think it goes to show that the fact that Auburn doesn't have an 11 a.m. game and they've got two paycheck games in that span uh, shows that there there is some – national, uh, I don't want to say excitement, but interest uh, with with what Auburn's going to do under this new regime. Um, it's really interesting because they're going for super prime time with that Pac-12 after dark, uh, Auburn going to Cal. That's going to, 
look, Auburn playing on the West Coast at 9.30 Auburn time is going to lead to something weird. It's going to be just an absolutely insane uh, – something weird's going to happen in that game. Uh, regardless of whether or not Auburn wins it, but it's just going to be weird in some way. But I, I think that uh, – actually, I saw earlier today that this is going to be tied for the latest start in Auburn football history, uh, the other uh, 9.30 start time coming when Auburn traveled to Arizona in 1975. So uh, 1975 and 2023, the, the two latest start times in Auburn football history starting at 9.30 Central, so – uh, it's something to look forward to for the the fans on the East Coast for sure. Tom, uh, yeah, I mean the the biggest one is just that Cal. I, now I am surprised that uh, the the U the UMass game is a is a big ESPN game. That's weird, but uh, nothing really big with those other two. But yeah, the the Cal game that late. I mean, you're talking about possibly getting over around midnight, maybe even one o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, it'll be past midnight. Yeah. It's not gonna be two and a half hours. Yeah, I mean that's just that's insane. But that's part of going on the re- on the West Coast and playing. I mean, you get the uh, football after dark uh, game. So good for them. Yeah, uh, look, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I'm a night owl. Everyone that knows me knows that. Uh, so I'm often up till one a.m. anyway, <laughs> and to be entertained until one a.m is incredibly exciting to me uh, because uh, look I look every week is is different if Auburn has already played if all the teams that I kind of support have already played then uh, I need a breather by 9 30 or 10 I need to just decompress from the the full day in the sports world but uh, if if you've got um, something to look forward to all day though that's something where, uh, I mean, you're looking forward to it all day. You're up 12 hours wait, waiting on this thing uh, to happen. And we kind of anticipated it could be a, a interesting time. Um, as, you know, we see this team going to the West Coast very infrequently. Uh, it is not something that happens every year. Uh, or even even every decade necessarily. Uh, although Auburn's played some Pac-12 schools, they're not always obviously in the Pac-12, such as Washington and Atlanta a few years back. So uh, I'm excited about it. I know some people will uh, want to be asleep by then. Uh, naps will be required <laughs> throughout the day. Uh, but I personally, as someone stays up uh, really late in the evening, uh, I am excited about it. We're going to go to our Auburn Bank phone line now for the first time today, 334-887-341 locally or toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. First up on the show today, Ed from Auburn. Ed is with us. Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Is JJ, or is, is JJ still there? It's been a little while for me. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, JJ left the program at the end of 2022. He's been gone uh, since the first of this year. Well, I... You know, I, I wish him all the best, and I wish y'all the best. I'm just trying to get back to calling. Uh, I always, always want to ask y'all your opinion on the the new schedule that's going to be coming up with the SEC. Sure. Uh, I, I heard somebody today say it would be it wouldn't be fair to Alabama to play. You know a few tough teams, but Auburn has played for the last, you know, the last, under the previous 
they played Georgia and Alabama, the two premier programs. I've never heard any Auburn fan complain about that, have y'all? Yeah, other than just maybe the location and the schedule, I don't think anyone's complained about the fact that they're playing them, just maybe uh, having no. to play them both in November. But, uh, yeah. No, well, we don't do that anymore. Sure, yeah. I know, just back when it did happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Pat Dye, back in the day we had Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, and Pat Dye loved it. He, he called it the corner, you know, like sure. Augusta. Uh, but I just, I don't understand. There are a lot of teams that are going to be affected by whatever format they come out with, and we all know that. But there are a lot of teams that are going to have a much harder row to hold than, than what Alabama would have. Alabama, it, it, Alabama and Georgia... And, you know, LSU, you know, right now, they're on top of the world, and I don't see that ending. What do y'all think about, what what do you think about what what may happen with the the schedule? Yeah, we've definitely spent some time on it because it's such an important deal. I mean, it's going to fundamentally change how the schedule works. We're either going to do the eight or or we're going to do nine with with three common opponents. And we've had debate on this show that, Kind of everyone on the show's in different camps versus whether they want it to be eight or nine. I personally want it to be nine. I want the th- yeah, yeah. I, I want the three constant opponents with it being Alabama and Georgia, and then someone else. Um, yeah. I I think the way it's trending towards reading what's going on in Destin is that they're temporarily going to shelve it. They're going to make it a temporarily eight game yeah. model for a couple years, and then they might go. Uh, to nine, Greg Sankey clearly wants it to go to nine, but it's very fifty-fifty amongst the athletic directors. Yeah, yeah I mean, money-wise, I mean that's what drives everything, you know. And and that would be just a lot more money, I would think, with nine games. But I, I mean, I, I was just Bama has had it very, very easy the last ten. Uh, I mean, Tennessee has had a couple of good years. But other than that, they have not been good until Hopple. And then other than that, they got Vandy. You know, Auburn had Alabama and Georgia. Did you ever hear anybody from Auburn crying about, hey, we got to, you know, trying to change that? I, I, yeah, I, I just think that it seems to me like there's a lot of people that – are making a big deal out of nothing to me. Because you look at some other schools, if you go to whatever schedule, and, and in Arkansas, Missouri, there's going to be some, there's going to, you know, there's going to be some teams that have a tough, tough, you know, schedule ahead of them, much tougher than Alabama. You know, I, I just, I, I just get so kind of tired of hearing Alabama Apologist, you know, acting like oh, they and Nick Saban is one of them. Oh, don't let them do this to us. And if anybody thinks that Nick Saban is not influences influencing what what is going on, I, I guess you know. And I, I think I, I'll be honest with you, Nick might be a good candidate for like. The NCAA has got to be replaced as far as college football or, or some big changes have to be made. But, but 
But anyway, I, 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 I'm not a Nick hater. I'm just saying he he is just he's doing what he knows he's got to do, and I understand that he doesn't want three tough games, and that's just smart. But we ain't got to we ain't got to agree with it. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I, and, and that's clearly because he was of the position for a long time that he wanted a nine-game schedule, even before yeah. talks of yeah. Texas and Oklahoma joining the league, and now all of a sudden uh, it, having to do with what the three would be or the proposed three, it, it, he has changed tune. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, like I said, he's doing his job, I understand. But, I mean, there are a lot of schools and much and going to be in a much more bond, whatever happens. And But anyway... Uh, I'm going to try to start calling y'all every day, and, and thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, Ed. We appreciate that phone call. That is uh, Ed from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Uh, some of his thoughts on the eight versus nine game schedule model, which is, again, the, the conversation that, that the spring meetings are revolving around uh, in, in Destin right now. And, again, the, the latest from Brandon Marcel on that was as of a – a couple hours ago, it seemed like it was trending towards maybe having to do the temporary temporary uh, model of, of a year or two of eight before then eventually going to nine. Uh, we talked a little bit about yesterday the pros and cons of waiting it out for a year or two. I think what the top teams that might be has, and obviously we've talked some bottom half stuff, bottom half teams thinking they still want access to bowl games. They're worried about their bowl eligibility, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, the top teams, obviously, they really want the playoff access. We know with the 12-team playoff, there's going to be more SEC schools, but what does it look like? Does it look like three schools? Does it look like five? Somewhere in between, you know, how many can you get? And my biggest question is, does a 9-3 and three SEC team get in over the 10-2 and two teams from other power conferences? If the answer to that is yes, I think you're going to be able to convince these ADs and these coaches to do the nine-game schedule because they're not going to have to worry about that extra tough game. It's going to look good on the strength of schedule. It's going to look on the good on the resume at large, and it's going to help these teams, whether they, they win d- double digits or not, it's going to give them the opportunity to get in just based off of their schedule. However, if they do prioritize prioritize winning or they don't view the committee speaking as if they don't view the sec as just clearly far superior like i believe they are and should be viewed then if they have any of those run-ins where they take like-minded teams or 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 separate nine and three and ten and two teams then that's what gives those teams the thought that i don't want to play an extra sec game i don't want to have an extra or in that case two extra uh, you know, common opponents each year or constant opponents. Uh, so I think that's where some of the concern is. I've seen concern about having to rip up the contracts of a bunch of non-conference games. I actually read uh, one of the teams that would have to do that is Hunter Yurichek's Arkansas program. Uh, and Hunter Yurichek, the AD, told Brandon Marcello that they actually wrote into the language of the contracts that they can rip them up if uh, if they need to, if the SEC goes to a nine-game schedule. There's actually language in those those non-conference contracts that they will not have to have a financial penalty. Really, really smart thinking of Arkansas, clearly looking ahead on that. So it would not be a problem to rip up contracts for Arkansas. I don't know if any other teams uh, put that kind of language in. But, but again, this is something that we talked about all week. We talked about probably five or six times in the spring kind of leading up to this kind of thought this you know way back in march i mean not 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 uh 
not to belabor the point, but uh, it seemed like it was going to be a more successful process, a more permanent process uh, as we went through the spring once we actually got the spring meetings. I, I figured we would leave this week with a nine-game model with, or with a nine-game schedule and with it being permanent. But now, as time has gone on, it has reverted more and more towards eight and at the very minimum more and more towards the temporary where – uh, half the ADs now are wanting eight, and a lot of them are starting to look like phone in the the concept of having something permanent. Yeah, the the thing that I don't want to see is I don't want to see really historic rivalries stop. You know, I mean the the thing that's in danger right now from the perspective of Auburn is that the the Auburn Georgia series it, it looks to be in a little bit of danger right now, and I don't want to see that one go. Honestly, I I, I want to see Auburn play Georgia every year. It is the oldest rivalry in the South. I mean, that's what they call it. They call it that for a reason, right? So I don't want to see that one go just because people are I, – I don't want to say necessarily scared of tougher schedules, but, I mean, that, that, that's kind of what it is. They're kind of scared of having to face nine strong teams. So I, I don't want to see that one go. And if if getting – if having an easier schedule means getting rid of the Georgia series, that's not the way I want to do it. Yeah, no, look, I personally – I'm under the camp that – Georgia might rattle off 10 in a row against Auburn. I don't know. But also, I don't care. I want to keep playing. I, 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 that rivalry means something. And Georgia can do whatever nationally that they're going to do over the next decade plus with Kirby Smart, what they've already started doing. I still want to have that game. I do, I'm, I do not want to duck that game. Uh, I also do believe it, that – Ultimately, what we're talking about, I think these nights, not every 9-3 and three team, obviously, but I think some 9-3 and three SEC teams could eventually get into the playoff. Absolutely, I think that's possible. Depen- I think so, yeah. It will depend on the year, obviously, as everything would, but you, you tell me that someone like Stanford or or Arizona State goes 10-2 and two in the Pac-12 and you're not going to take a 9-3 and three SEC team. Uh, heck, Auburn's resume from 2019 is a pretty good uh, indicator of what that could look like when your three losses were – uh, Georgia, who was a, a highly ranked team, you had Florida that on the road that year that was a top ten loss, and you had number one LSU. Then you had the win over Alabama at home, had a, another decent win or two against uh, Oregon. And that nine and three resume would be the type of resume we're talking about that would be on the bubble of being in or being out of the of the twelve team field. So. You know, maybe it makes sense to wait a year or two. I don't know, but um, I think Auburn going into the bowl game that year was was about top ten. They were pushing top yeah. ten. I can't remember what exactly they, were, they, they would have been right on that bubble. That's the kind of resume uh, in, in a couple of years that's going to be the one that's studied. Does that kind of resume get into the twelve team field? Let's go back to the Auburn Bank phone line one more time before we take. Our first break, 334-887-341 Oakley or toll-free, one tiger 9 Next up, Luke from Alex City. Luke is up next. Luke, how are you doing? Hey, guys. How are y'all? Doing well. You know, I think one thing about this is about the money. Um, you know, the, the SEC may be holding out for more money from ESPN to get that extra game, which I would certainly understand that. I think we all want as many good games as we can see. Um, but the whole, you know, again, you're right, Nick Saban's wanted nine games forever. But I think that if you had told him, hey, all right, you're going to get far and away the toughest three-game slate, I think you'd say, okay, wait a minute, I'm not as much for that when you look across the way and, 
you know, Tennessee's obviously going to get Vanderbilt, you would have to think. Um, and I, I think there's some ways to make it more equitable. But uh, one thing that they said today that makes sense to me, uh, let's give it a couple years to see what the eight-game schedule does and how the effect it has on the college football playoff. Because in the end, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, and getting more money from ESPN, who seems to be having financial trouble of its own, laying off people left and right. Um, so perhaps uh, you, you wait a couple years, see what the effect is, and then go from there. Uh, because there are, I mean, look, for all the people complaining that Dick Saban's worried about tough schedules, hey, they've got Notre Dame home and home, they've got Ohio State home and home, West Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Wisconsin, all these are home and homes coming up. And some of them overlap. Um, so I, I, I totally understand any team that says, hey, if we had known we were going to a nine-game schedule, we would not have scheduled Ohio State and, uh, I don't know, Notre Dame on the same year uh, with a nine-game SEC schedule. That's, that's suicide. Uh, so I, I get that aspect, too. Um, I, I think the best thing to do is probably wait a couple years, try and you know, patchwork a couple of schedules together, eight-game schedules together, uh, try to work in Oklahoma and Texas with some fun games, and uh, see how it goes for two years, and then if you know, see what the, the ramifications are for the playoff. The playoff committee holds it against the SEC that they aren't playing nine games. Then, then you certainly change your tune, and you try to figure out the best way you can do it. Yeah, I, I saw earlier this week, as you mentioned, the, the financial difficulties of, of ESPN. You know, I, th- I think the package is already worth three billion, uh, and it was the the report on Monday was that it did not appear that ESPN was going to offer more, and that uh, prompted Greg Sankey to kind of say, "Well, uh, money follows; it doesn't lead." Um, so I think he's he's kind of publicly, without being so forward as to say it. He's clearly wanting this nine-game model, and I think he thinks that they will get more money out of it eventually, but right now it does not appear they are, uh, and, and that obviously is a factor for these teams. And as you point out, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of these teams, you know, Alabama certainly, you can't think of much bigger programs to play than Ohio State and Notre Dame. Georgia has some of that coming up in the next decade or so too you know these teams started signing deals with non-conference opponents 8 10 12 years out uh, and as we could say uh, as we could see things could change a lot <laughs> um, I, I don't think they would have done that if they, if they had had the nine came nine game schedules as you say uh, and so I started this week saying that I man I just want something to happen I was kind of frustrated let's just get this done. Let's get this nine-game schedule done. But I think the more prudent thing at this point is probably to start with eight games for a couple years, and then hopefully it will make sense to go to nine uh, after that. But uh, it has been a backtrack for a lot of a lot of people on this because in the spring, in, in March and April, it felt pretty pretty good towards going to nine, and, and now the, all the momentum has gone the other direction. Yeah, I mean... Again, there's not going to be divisions anymore, you would think. Um, and it's going to be uh, simply just, hey, if, if Alabama has to play LSU, Tennessee, and Auburn, there won't be a team that has to play a tougher trio. There just won't. I mean, and it, it probably won't be too terribly close. And, and here's the other thing, you know, for all the Alabama-LSU has been the game in the SEC over the last 20, you know, 15, 20 years, that's true. But... Uh, 
Alabama, Mississippi, Alabama's played Mississippi State more than any other team in the conference, and they're the closest geographically. So that kind of makes some sense, and it also brings the schedule back to where it's a little more equitable because, you know, some team, three teams are going to get Vanderbilt all the time. And uh, my take on that would be you start off with, all right, Vandy, your three permanent opponents are Kentucky, South Carolina, and, I don't know, Missouri? Uh, let's let's go from there. And I think everybody would say, okay, that's, that's fine. Those are four programs that, you know, somebody's got to play Vandy. But those are four programs that aren't really traditionally in the uh, SEC hunt. Right. Missouri's been to two SEC title games. South Carolina's been the one. The other two haven't been to any. So uh, I, I think we could all live with that and then say, let's try to make it where it's a little more fun. Oklahoma has to play Texas. Alabama has to play Auburn. I would love Alabama to play Tennessee and Auburn to play Georgia. But let's, let's not give uh, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida, let's maybe give them Ole Miss or Kentucky or something. Sure. Yeah, no, and then we – Again, we, we've had a lot of fun with this throughout the spring. We, we did a whole breakdown, and I got so confused by the end of it because we did like a whole hour on how we would how we would try and schedule it, but we went, we didn't use any other graphic, anyone else's projection. We just came up with our own, and I'd gotten so confused by the end of it because Brooks had done some better stuff than I did. And I was just like, you know what? I've got to rip this up and start over because uh, it, it, it is a – there's a lot of interesting debates on on historical programs trying to play each other, historical rivalries trying to play each other, trying to balance everything out and strength of schedule, given that, okay, some teams are maybe are batting above their historical significance and some teams maybe are batting below their significance. If you had asked about the difficulty of Tennessee five years ago, you'd said, well, they, they're historically good, but they've just been awful for, for a decade. But now... Obviously, they're they're back up, and we'll see if it stays that way with Heupel. But you know, these some of these teams in the middle, these six through like nine spots, they they cycle, and and sometimes they're not always up. Sometimes they're uh, they're they are very good, but it, it is a delicate balance. Someone will be upset when the, when this happens. Inevitably, someone will will not like their their three opponents. But uh, the moral of the story is, and I think correct me if I'm wrong here, Luke. You, you also want nine, correct? I do want nine eventually. Uh, I think that would certainly be better, and that's what I was hoping for at the very first. Sure, was nine. Um, but when the when it was announced, or not, it wasn't announced. It was rumored that Alabama's three were going to be Tennessee, LSU, and Auburn. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not for that. I mean, look, yes, we will have to play, you know, some semblance of those three uh, every other year or whatever, but. That just doesn't seem right to me. Those are and for those who say it's cyclical. Look, Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, and LSU are four of the half. They have more resources. They have more money. They have more everything. So it, it's not it's not saying the same that they're cyclical as say Vandy is cyclical. Didn't Vanderbilt win nine games two years in a row under James Franklin? I mean, that was a cycle. But it, it, we all know, for the most part, Andy's going to win one to three games in, in a year. That's what they're going to do. So um, whoever gets Andy is certainly going to have a leg up, and that's why I say let the, the other teams that have traditionally been you know, lower on the scale uh, play each other. And I'm not doing that out of, out of charity. I'm doing that out of trying to keep it as fair as possible for the upper echelon. 
because it wouldn't be right if Georgia got Vanderbilt every year. Sure. I, you know, I, I just mean, it, and I don't want to make everything, because, I mean, if you boiled it down, you could try and make everything in the cycles. But I guess my point is there's still a clear, in my opinion, there's still a clear, clear level difference between Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas historically versus then a, a tier that would have, you know, obviously Georgia's trying to make its own tier in between those tier and that tier. But, you know, Georgia and Florida and Tennessee – um, you know, I, I think LSU would be closer to the very top tier. I still think there's somewhere in between the Missouris and South Carolinas of the world and then the Alabama, Texas, Oklahomas of the world where this, this tier obviously has the resources to be like an Alabama or Oklahoma, but they don't have the constant success that those teams have for whatever reason that is. Bad, bad uh, athletic department, uh, unfortunate coaching situations, whatever it is. Uh, there's still teams that tear out differently than those top couple teams. So I still kind of – I don't view some of those teams as on Alabama and Oklahoma, Texas' level because just the, the vast amount of history says their cycle is different than everyone else's cycle. When they get on top of their cycle, they're on top of the sport for a while. Whereas opposed when Tennessee – I know Phil Fulmer was a great coach, but when Tennessee gets on top of their cycle, it's not as long-lasting. It's not as pronounced as these other teams' cycle. No, and look, I, I totally agree, but you can't – it's hard to look at it that way, I, I think, in the sense that, you know, nobody, none of these teams are going to catch up to Alabama, Texas, and Oklahoma from a historical perspective, and none of these teams are going to ever be viewed as poorly as a Vanderbilt. And Kentucky's been pretty good of late, but we all probably believe, hey, once Mark Stoops finds the right job and he's out of there, Kentucky's going to go back to being, you know, down the ladder, right? I mean, sure. South Carolina had some nice wins last year. But overall, South Carolina's been pretty terrible. They had a nice little run under Spurrier. But even that year, they lost four games. Even the year they went to the NCC title game, they lost four, year, four games. So it's not like um, they're, they're going to break through. Um, you're, you're right. I think some of these team cycles are just different than others. And um, that's what I'm saying, though. I, I think that you, you try your best to make it equal. Some people are going to be mad. Um, and, again, I know that's what maybe Saban tells like to some, but it's hard to argue that if you're three or Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU, there's not going to be a tougher trio out there. And it, it just seems a little odd, uh, especially when Alabama's got Ohio State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Florida State, Virginia Tech on the schedule coming up very, very shortly. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it definitely will be a, a robust schedule. And again, I, again, as you mentioned, it's reported. It could be. I mean, th- th- if Saban's upset about, it, that's probably a good report. Then that's probably the three uh, th- that it would be. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I, I agree. It is decidedly tough. Not trying to minimize the difficulty of it. I'd I'd like to see a couple others just to see what what Oklahoma would have. They've got Texas A&M and, and what their third was, maybe Arkansas, Missouri, so that would offset it. You, what you said about Mississippi State uh, certainly makes sense for uh, for someone like Alabama because they have played for a long time if you, if you were evening things out. We do have to take our next break, though, Luke, but I appreciate the phone call. All right, and just one other thing real yeah. quick. I think Alabama and Mississippi State makes sense, and I think Auburn, Ole Miss, you know, if Ole Miss were Auburn's permanent opponent, the, the Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin dynamic, you know, Auburn was looking at those two. Hugh Freeze used to be at Ole Miss. I mean, shoot, how much fun would that be? 
So I, I, I think there are other ways to do this to make it, you know, even better for television. But And also in the eight-game schedule, you will play everybody. You'll do home and away with everybody, you know, every four years. So don't really miss out. Sure. Appreciate the phone call, Luke. That is, that is Luke from Alex City joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line today. Appreciate Luke for calling in. We've got to take our first time out. Auburn, phone line, Auburn Bank phone line has been busy. We'll go right back to the Auburn Bank phone line right after this. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy. Busy first segment there with our Auburn Bank phone line. And we're going to go right back to our Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-341 locally or toll-free 1-889-TIGER-9. Next up on the Auburn Bank phone line, James from Montgomery. James is with us. James, how are you doing? I'm good in War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I know that everybody's been talking about the nine week schedule um i I think it should stay for for right now until uh until things look a little bit you know until things look a little bit better from this year until like from this year to next year so we'll just have to work the auburn the college football fan base needs to worry about the 2023 uh schedules now and when these schedules uh, come out every year, uh, we like every week or every year. I should say like every year when the schedule comes out, uh, the the college football fans don't know who's gonna be like what schools are gonna play either a rivalry game or a home at home or uh, you know a neutral site or you know off into like a different you know. Scenery, like you know, change change it up. See, the SEC needs to change up the scenery every year. You know, like with Auburn, we're going to California. Alabama should go to play Texas, or uh, you know, some of those schools. Some of those schools uh, need to play like in a neutral site instead of playing in their own home stadium. Like travel around, get get to take the team out like on a on a business trip you know like if they want to if all if alabama want to play texas let them go to our uh um uh you know where where, te- where the university of texas is in arlington if i'm austin. saying that right yeah austin yeah. yeah yeah and austin let let them take that trip as a business trip and and stay out there for a couple of uh, days or so just to, you know, get to see the sights, the sounds, the history of Austin, Texas, you know, before the game, you know, take them out to, uh, like, you know, some of these, some of these other universities I've seen in the past, like Alabama State, they went and played like at, um, up there in Birmingham with 
Alabama A&M, and before the games, they 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 really uh, took that team, that university. They took Alabama State to some beautiful sites around Birmingham before the games actually started, as well. You know, just to see the you know if you if all these schools need to do that as well because I've actually seen this happen many times when uh, Montgomery hosts. Um, the Camellia Bowl, and they have these two teams coming to Montgomery, and then before the game, they take them out to like museums and stuff like that, so they can get to know the the culture and the history of where they're at as well. So I think I think all of these colleges and universities should do that more often as well. Yeah, you covered a lot right there. Uh, each conference uh, does not usually uh, have much to do with who its team scheduled in the non-conference. So the SEC mm-hmm. didn't really have anything to do with Auburn scheduling Cal or Alabama scheduling Texas these past two years, although Texas will be in the SEC starting next year. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but the, it has been a big debate on the eight-game conference schedule versus nine, and I think the moral of the story is, is it looks like it's trending towards we're going to do eight for at least a couple more years and then might ultimately go to nine. Yeah, so if we do – like I do like the eight-game uh, schedule right now. It's looking really good for Auburn because, uh, you know, just like from the last caller uh, that said that Auburn has pretty much we, – we really – uh, done everything that we could. We, we, uh, did renovations on the, on the locker room. We, uh, renovated the brand new, uh, practice facility that we just opened up. I think it was like this past beginning of this year, we opened up a brand new, uh, practice facility. Um, I haven't got a chance to see it, but I would. Uh, eventually one day I would like to see the new practice facility for Auburn and, and uh, seeing, you know, what Auburn is really going to improve with Hugh Freeze in this Hugh Freeze era. Uh, you know, we, we are very happy that we have a great coach that had, uh, you know, national championships under his belt. And um, I think Auburn would gradually, I'm looking at in the near future, that we would win another title to to actually win another uh, national title to the to the Auburn uh history books as well for the national championship but when that time comes I would like to see for the national championship game I would like to see like Auburn and Oregon play so that way a lot of Auburn fans could see uh you know Bo Nix you know and and actually getting to see a great rivalry between Auburn and Oregon as well so I would like to see that one uh, come up again in Atlanta this year. Yeah, again, you covered a lot there. I, I think that uh, we've got a long way to go before something like that happens, but uh, hopefully Hugh Freeze can build Auburn back into a national title threat. Uh, Hugh Freeze has not yet won a national title or an SEC title, but uh, hopefully that does come to his future at Auburn. we got a few more minutes left with you, James. Uh, what else do you have on your mind? Well, I'm actually uh, going to be covering uh, the NFL and, um, you know, during the off season, I know this is the off season, the off week for the NFL, and I'm actually going to be looking at some teams in the NFL and seeing, um, you know, some classic rivalry games in the NFL, like some highlights from, uh, 2010, 2015, uh, 2017, you know, classic games that I would like to see play for this year as well and, uh, making, you know, changes to see 
who's going to actually play in next year's Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And my four teams I would like to see out of the four that I would like to see, the only two teams I would like to see do a rematch in Las Vegas, I would like to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play against the Kansas City Chiefs. That will be one of the best uh, rematches of the Super Bowl era. Um, I know Tom Brady, he's retired, but I, I just want to see the new quarterback that they just added to their roster as well. I think he's going to be a really good fit for a lot of fantasy owners that might want to pick him up this coming up uh, June because right around the corner starts the NFL, the fantasy uh, football draft, which will start sometime real soon. So it's going to, it's going to be a long process to actually get a lot of these new teams as well. Yeah, you know, James, I, I tell you what, man, I, I would absolutely adore if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could could make the Super Bowl again. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I just don't think they're going there for a while. Um, we'll see. Uh, Baker Mayfield's the new quarterback, but I think the Bucs are going to be hard-pressed just to, to go 500 this year. So I, I think it's going to be difficult for them. Uh, but I certainly think Kansas City will have a chance at g- going to the Super Bowl with, with Mahomes. They'll have that chance every year. But uh, we'll just see how it all plays out. You got any final thoughts for us today? And, and I know we won't get the trivia today, James, but if you call us again tomorrow, we'll get NBA Finals trivia for tomorrow. All right, all right, sounds good. Uh, my final uh, thoughts I have for today is, you know, uh, uh, with Auburn, um, I, I just probably see, you know, a lot of these Auburn fans, they wear these uh, new shirts that say family all in. That's what that's what Auburn is. We're family. We're like brothers, sisters. And we, we need to, you know, for this upcoming football season, I will be there. Um, I don't know uh, what games I'll be at. I might be at this year's homecoming. So if I'm actually, if we, if Auburn plays Stanford and you all want to, you know, from the show, if y'all want to come and, uh, you know, if y'all see me out in the crowd and y'all want to, you know, take a, a picture with me and post it on uh, social media, I'm more than welcome to. And maybe, uh, I could sign a few shirts, you know, for, for the Auburn fans because I've, I've been an Auburn fan for so many, many years. And I don't know when I'll call, you know, I, I don't know when I'll call my retirement as being an Auburn fan. I don't know that for sure. I might do it either in 2025 or 2026. I, I don't know as of yet. So that time is to be announced. Um, in a in a later time as well. Well, you don't have to retire from your fandom of Auburn. You can you can be an Auburn fan for your whole life. Yeah, because I mean, uh, a lot of well, for me, being an Auburn fan for so long, and uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, other Auburn fans, always ask me like you know different questions. I have so many answers to. I know last few years I was at a at a homecoming game in Auburn and uh, somebody asked me how many games have I actually attended in person and I've attended every single sporting event at Auburn for a long time and a lot of people always ask me uh, do I know some of do I know some of the athletes Uh, do they talk to me do I hang out with them and and I do tell them that most of the times I actually do hang out with the athletes you know 
just to get to know them as well and uh, get to know about, you know, what they do often, like on and off the courts or on and off the field and, and, and getting to, uh, you know, getting that bond from a fan, a fan's perspective of, you know, getting to see some of these football players that play at Auburn and uh, getting to know what they like to do, you know, pregame, warm-ups and stuff like that. And then I can actually – uh, ask them a lot of questions like what's their favorite music when they, you know, before the game starts and stuff and, and a lot of things like that as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's something else, man. Um, well, 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 if you're at that Sanford game, we'll try and uh, figure out a way to, to say hello to you. But again, uh, if you're, you can be an Auburn fan your whole life if you want to be, but uh, we are out of time uh, for this hour. So appreciate your phone call today, James. All right. Sounds good. And worry, Bill. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Absolutely. Talk to you tomorrow. That is James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We are out of time for hour number one. That was busy with the Auburn Bank phone line, and we'll still have more of your phone calls after this timeout. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Tom Peavy, Brant Daughtry with you here this afternoon. Again, a reminder, coming up at 5 o'clock, Wacky Wednesday, as the Blind Soda Taste Test. I think it'll still go okay on radio. I don't, you know, I don't think anyone's going to have shocking results here. These are sodas <laughs> known to everyone. Not like everyone's going to make a face like, yeah, it's just awful. Uh, so I think everyone's going to be okay, and it's going to be okay in an audio form. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour. But in the meantime, we continue to take your phone calls on the Auburn Bank. Phone line 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free. One triple eight nine Tiger Nine. Next up on the program today, Ward Damn Steve. Retire Ward Damn Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys as always for taking my phone call. Um, let's see, it's yourself, Tom. Uh, who else is on here today? And Brant. And Brant. All right. So I have really enjoyed the comments from uh, some uh, longtime listeners, but uh, haven't heard their calls lately. I enjoyed hearing uh, Keith. I uh, enjoyed uh, also hearing. Uh, Luke, he's uh, been uh, 
missing uh, for a while, so I was glad to hear his comments and uh, heard from from James as well. So let's get to it, guys. And I say to uh, first to Luke and uh, to Anthony, if he's listening, well, well, well. Uh, Saban and the Alabama Apologetics are, are not becoming of you, Luke. Uh, to call Alabama's schedule as possibly being suicidal if they were to have, uh, God forbid, Tennessee and Auburn uh, as regular uh, on their schedule opponents, the SEC. Well, let me remind you of this, guys. You want a suicide schedule? That's what Auburn's schedule has been like for as long as I can remember. Uh, we play who every year without fail? Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Uh, should I continue? Yeah, I know. I yeah, we're aware of the the schedule Auburn has has had for sure. That's suicidal. Okay, not what Alabama gets away with never playing Georgia every year. Uh, like we do. Of course, an Alabama friend of mine says, well, you, you, we can't play ourselves. You know, really? Uh, and why would you be afraid? If you're the top dog in the neighborhood, you shouldn't be afraid of playing anybody uh, on a regular basis. In fact, if if I had my vote, I'd uh, kick out LSU because they've not really been that long-term a rivalry as has been in Florida. I put Florida in along with Georgia and Alabama. I'm not afraid of that. And like you said, Ryan, I don't care if we lose them 15 years in a row. I still want to play Georgia. So, Saban, Luke, Anthony, what are you afraid of? Yeah, no, I don't think they're afraid. I, I think they just they, they want – obviously, any team, no matter who the team is, I will say this, no matter who is going to be faced with the toughest rotation of three, they're not going to be big fans of it. And that would be the, any school – uh, that you know, I, I remember. Well, but why whine about it, Ryan? Well, I'm saying, do Dalton fans whine about playing George every damn year? Yes. No. Yes. No, I don't. I want to play him every damn year. Yeah. Some, no. some Auburn fans do. Some Auburn fans whine. It's it is what it is. And for the record, Auburn is trying to get away from the exact schedule that they've had. I mean, they, they've been trying to get they. Several Auburn people want Auburn out of the West to make the schedule easier. It's not a well. It's not unique. Well, what, when I read that, Brent, according to what I read from Brad Marcello, there will no longer be divisions. Right, and I'm saying this was before this conversation started. Right. Well, because we got screwed every going uh, schedule. Uh, we always had to play Georgia. We didn't get Vanderbilt like Alabama gets. Uh, well, we Alabama Florida. does not play yeah, Vanderbilt Alabama every year. Does not rotate. I mean, Vanderbilt played them one out of every six years, seven years. Well, how often do we get them? One out every six years, yeah. same rotation. Uh, I'd say maybe a little bit. Yeah. No, it's literally Florida. the same rotation. It, it is the exact yeah. same, Steve. Well, Florida used to be our, our really a, a bit, one of our bigger rivals, more than LSU. They got kicked out every once every ten years because of the schedule. The, the, uh, I'd like them to, to return. Yeah. No. The 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 rotations are that you play. The old rotations were about to be the old rotations in a year where you played a team every six years because you had one constant, constant East opponent. And then you had, uh, you know, the, everyone else, all all the other six teams of the other division rotating. So you would not have someone on your campus for twelve years, but you would play them every six. Which I think everyone realized that after the fact that's not really a great great deal there. That, that you've got to rotate through campuses quicker than every twelve years. Um, but they all that was the same rotation that you play every every six years. Uh, that was that was the rotation. 
Yeah. Well, uh, what my position is, I want to see a nine-game schedule, and I don't want to like right now, Brad Marcello says on his column, uh, there's a pause on it. Okay, so the cowards are coming out uh, from these respective universities. Well, the, the reason go, go ahead, go ahead, do do a nine uh, nine SEC game schedule. And by the way, uh, I think you can force ESPN's hand to you got to pay us extra money for the nine game schedule. Uh, can you? Because then you've got to go to a different network, if or else the the, the or else. Well, part I guarantee you there would be someone else that's willing to take us uh, for more CBS than three billion. Outbid. CBS got outbid. Well, but, but for more than three billion. Back, yeah, why not? ESPN has been losing money because left to right apparently because three ESPN, billion dollars is a lot of money ESPN, that not everybody has. ESPN did outbid everybody with three billion dollars, but then every other network uh, has gone and gotten its own conferences, whether it's the Big Ten or Big Twelve, whatever. So they've already paid a lot of money for that. They're going to pay more than three billion for the SEC after well, they've already spent. You, a lot of money on their own network, and they weren't willing to spend $3 billion in the first place? Well, I'm saying, you know, uh, the sky's the limit, because if you want now the SEC, which includes Oklahoma and Texas, uh, not, you know, Oregon or USC, uh, then, yeah, you're, you're going to pay uh, bigger money. I, I, I can't see somebody saying, yeah, we don't want that. Uh, we're not going to pay that much money. That worth it. Really? Uh, if you don't have it, though, you don't have it. And, and well, who clip, says that they don't have it? Who says they don't have it? Well, I mean, the fact that they got outbid the first time. They, did, they didn't have $3 billion to offer a, a couple years ago. So is everyone, in a, is everyone in so much better position now, even with the knowledge that they've already signed billion-dollar deals with other conferences, that they then can fork over $4 billion now? I don't know. But who says the ESPN can't afford to pay for an extra nine-game schedule? Well, right now, I mean, ESPN says that. They're laying off people, and again, they might ultimately pay some more down the road, but again, right now they're not. That's that's part of the reason this is going on. It's not the, – the reason that they are temporarily putting a pause on nine, or it looks like they're going to do that, is not just because Alabama is unhappy with, with the three proposed teams. It's because of no, no more money for right now. It's also because they want to – see about how the playoff is going to be affected with the 12 teams. They want to see uh, what it means to have these tough schedules, these tough resumes, and if it is worth it to have these really tough schedules or and how the committee is going to rank these teams, how the committee is going to put teams in the playoff. That Those are the reasons that are prevailing as to why some of these ADs have either reversed course or still been tepid about it. Okay, well, uh, I respect your, your viewpoint. I have a different viewpoint of it. I, I think uh, that ESPN can't pony up the money. Um, they've yeah laid off a lot of people, but they're owned by Disney. Um, you know, and Disney ain't hurting. Disney's raised up all their prices for attending uh, Disney World and Disneyland. So, uh, uh, you know, that I, still I, I doesn't mean parts of your business are not uh, as successful just because a parent company owns many things. I mean, it. it, it the part, some of your subsidiaries, some of your other branches of business can still be in worse place than others, and clearly the TV side of thing is because they have they've had to, to fire people and they've had uh, people cutting the cord, so they've had to figure out how to make their their ESPN Plus product valuable and how to make it profitable, and so far it's not been a success. It's not been very successful. Uh, and, and so, again, they're paying these gobs of money, and we've talked about it, and $3 billion is a lot, 
Um, but they right now they they ultimately might go above three billion. But right now, in the midst of firing people, it would send very crossover messages that hey, we're going to fire hundreds of people and then pay hundreds of million more for the same package we already agreed to. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, we'll see how it comes out to you. But uh, I prefer that you know uh, quit you know just maybe uh, paying around and make a decision. You can go to eight or nine, and let's see how it works out. Uh, it can't be that terrible. So, uh, but moving on, uh, you made the comments earlier, and Tom, I heard your comments too about the uh, Braves uh, losing not one game but two games to who? Oakland A's. Who? who? The worst team in baseball. Well, I'll tell you how damn bad they are. And Tom, uh, uh, Ron, <laughs> I'm going to tell you an opposite view that you think this is not, you know, uh, really a big deal. Well, here's how damn bad the A's are. I'm reading for Bleacher Report, and they made fun of it. They said from bad to worse, they were 12 and 45 with a minus 193 run differential. And this is how bad it's got. They showed me a picture uh, on their uh, website of the fan attendance. I have seen more people attending Little League baseball games than what they showed here in this picture at an A's game. And then they go on to show me the state of security, they said, isn't even trying to catch fans who run onto the field. How about that one? And yet you lose not once but twice to a god-awful team? Uh, that's got to be uh, a bit, uh, I don't know, disconcerting there. Yeah, I mean, multiple things can be true. Obviously, this is a horrible series for the Braves. I'm not disputing that. But I'm saying that its long-term significance may or may not be important. If, if the Braves end up winning the division, no one will care about this series. You, you won't say, oh, well, this season was good, but we lost that A series, so that kind of ruined it for me. No, if the Braves win the division, they do something the postseason, you're, you're not going to care about that. Now, if the Braves go on a big losing streak here or they lose the division by one or two games, then absolutely, this became a big damn deal. But in the midst of 162 games, it's kind of hard to decipher on the first half of the season which games are going to be relevant and which games are not. Obviously, you want to win as many as possible, and especially against bad teams. Again, I'm not I'm not defending their play in this particular series. It's been bad. But is it is it long-term relevant? Is it actually going to be significant in, the, in a 162-game season? That's to be determined. Fair enough in terms of the long term look. What I'm saying is, this is really just, uh, this is, this is inexcusable to lose to a team that's this darn bad. And not lose just one game, which, like Tom, you said in the past, anything can happen. But anything can happen, happened twice. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, again, it's, it's a bad series. There's, there's no, no disputing that. And when I saw the, the, the attendance, I said, oh my God, that's the attendance that they're, that yeah. they're playing. That is also front? bad. Yep. Ooh. Okay, but let's go to my category of holy crap. And this is my holy crap category, because I didn't see it until uh, the Bleach Report people showed it. Do you happen to know how much the mascot for the Denver Nuggets makes? He's paid, by the way. I, she is well, I know, I know the it mascots was, get paid. It was a lot of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're getting warm. Uh, here's the exact amount. I said, oh, my God. Rocky is a call the mascot makes get hold on six hundred twenty five thousand dollars annually. That's a lot. A lot. And it's not what I make. It's not what anyone in here makes. Yep. That's another statement, Ron. A lot. I never knew that mascots even get paid anywhere near that kind of money. Yeah, I don't. If you had, if you had made me guess 
I would have still been way off. I probably would have said like around a hundred k, if you made me guess. But I I would not have come up with more than half a million. Well, for perspective, I'll tell you this complete from Bleach Reports: the average NBA mascot makes, hold on to your seat, sixty thousand dollars a year. Oh, only sixty. Yeah. So a hundred wouldn't have been bad for most every other mascot. That's correct. Uh, so guys, what in the world? Uh, how do they justify paying that kind of money for a mascot? Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I mean, Rocky is a pretty well-known mascot. I know of a few others that are well-known. I mean, he is one of the more well-known for sure. But, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. But that's their money. If they have that money to spend, which I know they do because they're the NBA franchise, then more power to them. Good for good for whoever is Rocky. Well, uh, I mean, what does he do? Yeah, outside of the the, the acrobatic dunks, uh, yeah. the off the trampoline, I know he does a lot of that. Yeah, I mean they they always have have skits and they always have uh, things that they do before and and during a game certainly. Um, I but yeah, no, I I don't know everything obviously since I don't I'm not a Nuggets fan. I don't watch every game, but he, he's again he's a well known mascot. He certainly qualifies in in that one in that category. When's the next tryout? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whenever that job is vacated, gee, my day. I mean, would you want that job for life? Uh, if I'd like just about most jobs for six hundred thousand dollars, but I mean, yeah, that one would be a good incurred. one. Yeah, there's no harm or injury uh, incurred in, in that uh, th- that position, is there? Ah, uh, he maybe. I mean, you've got some padding in that suit, so I mean, you can fall. You can be all right. Yeah. But, but like I said, he does a lot of high flying acrobatics. He does a lot yeah. of the run and jump off the little trampoline and does all these flips in the air and slam slam dunks the ball. So I mean, there's definitely some danger in it. I think he also does a lot of acrobatic stuff um, down the stands. I've seen him like riding a scooter down the steps of <laughs> the, of the arena, and also uh, he definitely puts his body on the line. Okay. But he doesn't have someone knocking the crap out of him. Hey, I think he does. Uh, I think he knocks the crap out of himself. Okay, so these are self-caused injuries. In sure. Okay, well, I, I take my risk. If you could tell me, you know, if I was like 25, 30 years old, uh, would you like to try? I said, I'll go. I'll go for it. Yes. Uh, do you guys know if that salary has just been in, uh, constantly, you know, going up or? Yeah, uh, no idea. Uh, again, I didn't even know he made that, so I. I would assume with the times uh, you just, get some raises, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was just taking it back. So yeah. if they put it on pause, I read that they may just go like Luke said to a temporary eight-game schedule. Yes, is that probably you think what, what will happen? That's uh, via Brandon Marcello, our our friend. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's the way it's headed. Okay, um, it would only be a couple I, years though. Okay, so uh, 2024 will be upon us. Uh, pretty soon, that'll be next year. Is that going to be the, the the timeline then for them deciding? Okay, it's eight or nine. No, I, I think that they would let that play out for the the, the twenty twenty four season. They'd probably decide. I, I would guess they would decide in spring of twenty five, probably for the long term. Okay, and you know, the strength of schedule that you mentioned. Uh, from my past experience from the selection committee in the past, when it came to uh, selection committee. I don't even think they cared about uh, strength of schedule. Did they, guys? Yeah, not typically because it was so few teams, and I think that's where the 
some of the the questions lie is in this new bigger format. There's not going to be as obvious of situations. They, you know, like it was pretty obvious to discern at least three of the four teams, maybe the fourth. You didn't really have to go into metrics or or that sort of thing. But as you go down the line and the resumes get murkier, that's when you start to have to look at different things to try and break some teams up. And do you think they'll ever eventually just abolish the need for a special committee and just do it like Division Two does? Just play it out on the field? Uh, I mean, no, I think they'll always have some sort of committee. Because I, I just still wonder, guys, why, why doesn't D2 require a selection committee? Yeah, I mean, that's just the format they came up with. I, I, I Again, it was something to answer the uh, computers. Obviously, I one day the playoff will probably expand again. I don't know, but it's, it's going to be a while, and it's not going to get uh, – Huge, I wouldn't think. But I, then again, I could be wrong. That, that would be a long way off, though. Okay, so final question for you guys. If you were in charge of making the final decision of who Auburn's three opponents, you know, uh, permanent opponents would be in a nine-game schedule, who would you have? Uh, I would have uh, Alabama, Georgia. I would... I would go balanced, so I would not go with Auburn's third biggest rival. I would go with one of the Mississippis, either Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Guys, okay. yeah, Tom, that's I, I'd I'd say either Ole Miss or Mississippi State. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm I say I'm Georgia, Alabama, and uh, yeah, I like the Mississippi schools. I, you know, just but also just to be really offset it. Throw Vanderbilt in there as a third. Since you already <laughs> got to play Georgia and Alabama, just get throw Vandy in there. So at least okay. at least take some of the burn off of it. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm so old school, Chris. I'm really old. Uh, I I miss the Florida Alabama uh, Auburn rivalry, so I'd go with uh, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. So, but that is since I don't have an input in any of that. Uh, we'll see uh, what happens and how it comes out, guys. Thank you for letting me ramble. Yes, sir. And. Uh, I respect, again, uh, all your opinions, even though I've become passionate in mine as well. Uh, But no disrespect to you guys. So with that said, uh, we'll talk to you again uh, hopefully tomorrow evening. Until that time, have a safe afternoon and more Eagle, guys. Where you'll see, appreciate that phone call. That is Retire Ward AM Steve joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We go right back to the Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3411 or toll-free, 1-889-TIGER-9. Next up, Anthony from Auburn. Anthony is with us. Anthony, how are you doing? Doing good, and you guys doing well. They're great. I kind of caught the tail end of uh, his conversation, but what I could gather, there's a talk about wanting to expand uh, the well, the conference uh, slate to nine or ten games, but can't decide what because of what it may do as far as playoff or or, or money, uh, as far as ESPN not having the money to broadcast these games or paying more money out or whatever it is, and laying off employees. But you know, uh, I was thinking that. Uh, Perhaps uh, if they go to more games or whatnot or whatever they come up with, uh, perhaps ESPN could loan a game out to another network for whatever financial uh, compensation that needs to be come up with to make it happen. Maybe uh, sell that game uh, to NBC or one of the other networks uh, and, and let that money be made that way and the game is played and everybody can uh, uh, see the Southeastern Conference shine. What do you guys think on an idea like that? You know, I haven't thought about that, but I I suppose that could be in play now. The obviously ESPN, as you said, would have to agree to that, and that is something that that networks do get proud of, as they say the the SEC is exclusively on ESPN networks, and they have touted right. that and that deal, and, and the SEC is proud of that too. So it would be kind of a pride thing. 
Um, but I, I suppose that would be something the SEC could ask about if they're desperate for it. But I, I, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I know money is a course of driving force. It always will be. But I don't get the feeling that they're desperate for it. I feel like it is more of a, a, a inquiry about it. And if they're not going to get it, then they'll operate accordingly. But uh, the also what ESPN could be telling the SEC is that. We can't do something right this moment, again, because of the layoffs and that sort of thing, but we might be able to put something in where there's some sort of escalator in cost in the latter years of the deal once they go to nine. Uh, that would not be foreign. That would not be impossible to do. But I, I like that idea. It, it is something that, as you noted, some other conferences and networks ha- have done but I, I think for now, the ESPN Family Networks is very proud of the fact that, that the SEC is going to be exclusively on ESPN. You know, uh, perhaps, uh, now I know on Saturdays when they have the marquee games or whatnot, but perhaps maybe on a Thursday night or something, or either every once in a while, every maybe maybe three times during the season, maybe on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night, you, you get this special, you know, NBC's got this game, I mean, they select whatever game they need to select in the conference, but pop up with a game that night, you know, uh, be the game of the week, you know, at, at early in the week to kick things off or come up with some kind of way to dress it up, uh, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, that time of year is football. People want to enjoy some. You got a Tuesday night or whatnot, and, and you don't want to watch some MAC team conference play or whatnot. So uh, maybe three times in the, in the year, maybe that could happen with a game like that or whatnot. But, uh, you know, uh, if they do go – to more games, why not just go to a, uh, I mean, how about, okay, let's see if they're going to play 10 games or not. You got your five permanent and then let the rest of them rotate or, or something like that. Uh, you know, because uh, uh, it would be nice to have Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee on Auburn's schedule. You know, that eight-man corner that Pat Dye always talked about back in the day when, when they did do uh, a schedule like that. I mean, man, that that would be a barn burner, wouldn't you think? Uh, it would it would certainly be a new new version of Amen Corner uh, for sure. You know they are they are not discussing ten at the moment. They're discussing yeah. uh, eight versus nine. And uh, you know I, I I I think I won't say there's a consensus. I think there might be a slight majority that want nine over eight. Right. We've been right. split even on over on, on on that on this show though. I mean right. uh, uh, Tom's more of an eight guy. Brooks is more of an eight guy. Um, so it is truly split even amongst us, but I would prefer to see nine. I, I just think I, I know some of these say, well, not everyone has a second rival in the conference, but that doesn't mean, in my opinion, that the rivalries that truly do matter, these teams that truly have a second rival should lose those just because others don't. I think those games are important, and, and I know the, the brushback is, well, they still play every other year. Yeah, but that's just not the same deal. Uh, in, in my opinion. So I, I, I do want to see Auburn continue to play Georgia, and I know there's a segment that would right. love a, a, a rekindling against Florida or something like that. But, uh, yeah, Tennessee. It, yeah, and uh, Tennessee is obviously a big program too. But um, for now, I, it looks like the momentum is towards temporarily keeping it at eight and then maybe going right. to nine in, in a couple years. You know, uh, let's all right, just, just say if they did go to ten games, and let's say that I mean you got all these super conferences forming and stuff and, and, and whatnot realigning. Well, let's say if everybody go to ten conference games and then the NCAA say, "Look, I tell you what we'll do. If you're gonna play ten conference games, 
the other two games that you play, if you wanted to schedule you two Division One AA schools and play those, you're more than welcome to do that. But if you want to schedule a team that's middle of the road or super heavyweight, then you can do that too. And 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 uh, and then so wait. So then what I'm saying is, if you play ten conference games, then you just have your two Division One AA schools you can play. They kind of rest up a little bit and maybe play some other players, get them a little experience, and and then. Uh, Things wouldn't be so bad at, if you look at it that way, because you ain't got to worry about maybe having a a, a team uh, from another conference, some heavyweight that that people like to see. You know, like we got the Power Five, you got to get to another school to play, and you might have to worry about that. Yeah, you know, I I think they'll do a form of that now, though, because I think that if they if they went to nine games, I don't see too many big non-conference games. I think they'd end up with with at least two. Either low Division One or, or even FCS opponents at that point, um, but you know I, I think that if they do go to super conferences, then the ten does get into play. Uh, they they will have to because then you'll start to get in. Well, how often do you play teams? If you get up to twenty team conferences, uh, right. then you almost have to play that many. But you know, again, for now, assuming we don't get the Pangea and we don't get like three super conferences. <laughs> 10, right. 10 wouldn't get there, but but once you got big enough, I mean, then you certainly couldn't do eight. Then it would the conversation right. would go from nine to ten. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I enjoyed talking to y'all today, and uh, we'll watch it uh, over the years and see what it does and uh, how much money everybody makes, and uh, everybody's going to be happy. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Appreciate the phone call, Anthony. That is Anthony from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We've had a lot of phone calls. It's almost like a Monday during football season. <laughs> yeah means things are happening even in the summertime we love it we're going to go ahead and take our next time out back with more sports call right after this easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn i'm deshaun davis former auburn tigers football player and all sec linebacker you're listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Brent Daughtry, Tom Peavy with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. We just had a slew of phone calls in the first hour and a half of the show. And if you missed any of that, you can go back and check it out on the Sports Call podcast brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcast. And join Ice Cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk, Coca-Cola, Taste the feeling. Of course, you can find the Sports Call podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn, and the Tiger Communications app. Uh, what, one more segment after this one in hour number two. You'll hear me vacate the premises for a moment. I've got to do Wacky Wednesday prep. Brooks Childers will come in here 
and, and usher in the final segment of this hour. But we've certainly had uh, a lot of fun with our callers so far as uh, a lot of opinions on the eight versus nine game model. We've been talking all, all really all week about this, talking it up and a couple times throughout the spring where we gave our thoughts on what, what a nine team model would look like or nine game model would look like, excuse me. And then, of course, uh, plans change, and we've gotten to Destin, and the SEC coaches and athletic directors have have started to have a little more pushback on nine, started to trend more towards eight. I think again, the commissioner's stance is very clear that it is not that he prefers nine, but it looks like we might have to temporarily shelve it and and come up with something that is eight game oriented for at least a year or two. Uh, other Auburn news to talk about today, though. Uh, revolving around the basketball program is we wanted to mention this because this happened officially about 15 or 20 minutes ago. Of course, Janai Broom came back to Auburn uh, the other day, but we had not had an official word from Jalen Williams. We kind of started to assume he'd be back. We just hadn't heard anything NBA, NBA buzz-wise. Well, he did make it official uh, just about uh, 15, 20 minutes ago that Jalen Williams, he will be coming back to Auburn. Uh, next season uh, one last ride he said on twitter and so not going pro not not going to the g league or anything like that so he will be back in auburn as an auburn tiger next season some other transfer portal notes to tell you about um as uh tyron lawrence the the guard out of out of uh, vanderbilt he will be coming back to school he took his name out of the draft However, it is not known where he will end up. Uh, he is considering Auburn, but also is strongly considering just going straight back to Vanderbilt. Again, about a 13-14 point score for the Commodores last year. So he's coming back to college. Looks like the momentum for him to stay at Vanderbilt, but we'll see. Auburn has been an Auburn target in the past. Another Auburn target, Julian Phillips out of Tennessee, kept his name in the draft today. He will not be returning <laughs> to college basketball or to Tennessee or anywhere else in college. So he's going pro. So we'll see uh, what uh, what kind of draft stock, if any, Julian Phillips has got. I think I could see him in the second round, but again, have to study uh, that a little more closely. And then another big SEC dominant fall fell just a few minutes ago, not really related to Auburn's roster, but certainly related to Auburn's competition, Oscar Chibwe will stay in the NBA draft. He will not return to Kentucky. He is done in college basketball, one of the great rebounders uh, in the country, and certainly uh, had a, a great career at Kentucky. But Kentucky loses their excellent big man officially. Chibwe will go in the draft. I remember seeing him a little bit at the combine. He was working on a mid-range jumper. He hit like a 13-footer, and I think that's the first time I've ever seen that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It might be the last. We'll see. Uh, But apparently he got enough feedback that he was comfortable with. Again, I don't think of him as an NBA type of fit. But uh, to recap, again, Lawrence of Vanderbilt, he's going back to school. We'll see if it's Vandy. We'll see if it's somewhere else. Julian Phillips is not going to Tennessee. He's not staying in college. He's going pro. Oscar Chibwe is not returning to Kentucky. He's staying in the draft. He's going pro. Again, Jalen Williams coming back to Auburn officially. So, uh, and I think I saw uh, Quinterly is returning to Alabama. So, yeah, Alabama news. Thank you for that. Yeah. Javon Quinterly and Marcus Sears returning to Alabama. Right. Quinterly, who is now 42 years old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Quinterly, who has been uh, in college for a while. Uh, had I, think, a, I think he and I had the same freshman year, 
and I'm about to start graduate school two years after getting my bachelor's degree. Nice. Uh, 25 years of age. Yeah. So, so. Uh, <laughs> around that age for Quinley, I guess maybe 24. But Still playing college basketball. Um, Let's go. So he had had a rough first. He kind of had a Katie Johnson arc last year, first half of the year, first 20 games, playing off the bench, didn't really put it together. Did not have the year he'd had the year prior, and then late in the year came on, had a good, had some good performances against Auburn, had some good uh, performances against the NCAA tournament, and then Marcus Sears, who I, I think is a really good player, uh, came back to Alabama. So Alabama is going to be uh, in good shape. They will be pretty, pretty highly ranked in the top twenty-five uh, next year, despite losing uh, Brandon Miller and a couple others. Uh, so yeah, a lot of news today. We knew it'd be a streamline uh, of these last couple of days. Today is the last day to enter your name in the draft. But all in all, sum this up for me, guys. What are your thoughts on uh, an array of SEC guys making final decisions? I think the biggest thing to, to take into account is that Auburn now probably has the best big man in the SEC because uh, Castleton has gone from Florida. Sheebway's gone from Kentucky. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Uh, Betty Ocko is moving on from Alabama. I believe he's in the portal right now, not going pro, but not returning to Alabama. So I, I think Auburn officially has the best center in the SEC. And if the rest of the guys can come in and produce the way that we all expect them to and kind of maybe spread that floor, give him some more opportunity in one-on-one -on -one situations down low or uh, create some kickout lanes, then suddenly this Auburn offense is, is looking really scary. And uh, I, I'm, I think it's a big deal that Janai Broom's coming back. Um, if you are able to land Tyron Lawrence, I think that adds even more depth. I think he would be the starter at that three spot uh, over the two that Auburn's already brought in. So uh, you just add more and more and more. You push the other guys back. And uh, I, I think that Auburn, even, even without Tyron Lawrence right now, has a roster that could win the SEC. Um, and if they add Lawrence, I think that just makes it even deeper. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm actually sitting here looking at it. I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a senior-laden roster. I mean, it's it's going to be a very experienced roster. Uh, Chad Baker-Mazzara is a senior. Chris Moore is a senior. Jalen Williams has got the COVID year. Chaney Johnson's a senior. Dylan Cardwell's a senior. Janai Broom's going to be a senior. Uh, that is a very veteran roster. Yeah, so two two things when you hear that. One is that's an opportunity. Not, not many teams make it. Uh, to that kind of uh, age uh, together. Now, a couple of those players are new, but but guys, sure. but guys, well, most of those guys have still been in the program at least multiple years. Uh, and then, secondly, what it will mean is the the roster turnover. It's going to happen. The, you know, this year it did not happen to a full degree. There was some, but it did not go down the road that it could have. Where it's like, wow, not only does does Green make a pro decision flangingly, but well, you know, Broom, if he had gone pro and if KD Johnson had hit the portal again, I mean, there was a scenario where you were only looking at one or two of your top six guys coming back for this year's team. Now, in reality, you get Williams, Broom, Johnson back. Uh, then you have uh, three of the top five, three of the top uh, four, well, three of the top five back because you still lose Flanagan and Green. So it did not completely turn over. And then you have some of your role players back. Uh, too. So I, I think that it will set up a dynamic where uh, Auburn will be needing to bring in a handful of, of, of portal guys or, or high school guys. It kind of makes, I hate to say this, and we still got to see a lot. I mean, we still got to see how these point guards do and, and that sort of thing, but it makes you maybe a little 
more regretful that that Auburn lost not one but two guys in the 2024 class. Just just for now, again, we're talking things can change all the time; they change. Uh, but you're thinking, wow, you might need like five, six new bodies in there at least, just because guys are are seniors and guys are going to be running out of eligibility. Uh, you might have wanted a pretty robust, a pretty full class. So we'll see. Uh, time will tell. But, uh, again, uh, as you point out, Tom, uh, a lot of experience on this team, a lot of guys towards the end of their college career. But that can be a very cherished thing in college basketball where a lot of guys are, are not building that continuity and a lot of guys are not uh, staying in college that long. We're going to take our next time out of the show, one final segment, hour number two. Brooks Childers will join us. And then – Hour number three, Wacky Wednesday, the blind soda taste test. That's coming up next on Sports Call. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger Sports call on a Monday, or no, it's not a Monday. It's a Wednesday. It is, it is definitely not Monday. Hot start. Hot start for you. <laughs> way to go. Way to go. Incredible. Out of the, incredible bull, out of the bullpen, and we already screwed it up. Wow. Well, listen. Listen. I just threw a ball on my first pitch. Oh. All right. Let's try again. Sports you call hit him. You hit him between the shoulder Wednesday. blades. We're getting wacky in here. It's Ryan's left. I'm here. I haven't been talking all day long. You can tell why. Battling a little bit of a head cold, but it's fine. Everybody else is across the studio from me. Do we our, feel safe? Our cavernous studio. We're so far away from <laughs> you, each other. Do you, do you feel safe? No. No? No? Nobody does? No. All right. No. It's um, been a long time since I felt safe, Brooks. Wow. That's, uh, that's hurtful. Digest that how you want. Yeah. Well, you know, that's hurtful. But I'm, I'm glad that I'm here if any, nobody else is. <laughs> I, I can deal with it. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Uh, welcome back to Sports Call on a Wednesday afternoon. We just got a few more minutes left here in the hour number two. We're getting set for Wacky Wednesday. Ryan Lavoy is off preparing things. Usually I'm all, I'm preparing some stuff for Wacky Wednesday. That's why I'm not in here. But Ryan is preparing things. And so we'll have, a, we'll have some fun Wacky Wednesday coming up here in the third hour. Stay tuned for that as we... Continue on Sports Call. I want to tell you about the Alabama Sheriff's Youth Ranch's Memorial Children's Charity Classic, honoring the eight precious children that were lost in the traffic accident in June 2021 on I-65. Tournament includes morning and afternoon tea times. If you're a morning afternoon, or if you're a morning tea time, you get breakfast, a round of golf, Coca-Cola products, and a catered lunch, as well as the reward ceremony. Afternoon tea times, get a catered lunch, Coca-Cola products, award ceremony, taking place at the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail. Grand National here in Opelika. Four-team or a four-player team, $600 to enter. If you'd like to sponsor a hole, if your business, your business would like to sponsor a hole, $200 is the minimum. Make sure you call 334-426-0432 or 334-213-2071 for more information. 
that is going to be on Tuesday, June the 20th, the Alabama Sheriff's Youth Ranch's Memorial Charity Classic. Winners of that tournament will get a spot in the Tournament of Champions in 2024. I believe that's going to be played down in Gulf Shores, Alabama, if I saw that correctly on one of the one of the handouts. So beautiful places to play golf down there. So hopefully you are uh, enter that, and uh, and hopefully you win. And bef- and as we keep going on before we wrap up the hour, let's hit our birthdays and sports. It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays and sports brought to you by our friends over at Max Credit Union with two convenient locations to serve you. One location on Gay Street in Auburn, the other one on Frederick Road in Opelika. Let Max Credit Union help you with all your banking needs. Max Credit Union also several locations around the East Central Alabama area for, to, for you to visit. Turning 80 years old today as we start our birthdays in sports is Joe Namath, Broadway Joe. Fulmer at quarterback of the New York Jets. Namath was born in Pennsylvania and was a high school star in football, baseball, and basketball. Played college football at Alabama. I'm not going to say those. I, I wasn't going to say it either. No. He was a three-year starter, won a national title in 1964. He was selected first overall by the Jets in the 1965 draft, who were still in the AFL at the time. In his 13 years on the pro football between the AFL and NFL, he was a five-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro player, a three-time passing yards leader, one-time MVP, one-time AFL champion, one-time Super Bowl champion, one-time Super Bowl MVP. His number 12 was retired by the Jets, and he's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Out of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, along the Beaver River, mm. <coughs> Beaver Falls High School, That's part right. of the big Beaver Falls Area School District. So, of course, their mascots... The Tigers. Yep, I, was, <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I knew that's where it was going. Where it was not gonna be the Beavers. So Joe Namath, eighty years old today. Moving on in the baseball world, several uh, players in the baseball world turning fifty-six year old years old today is Kenny Lofton, former MLB outfielder. Lofton was born in Indiana, where he was an All-State player in basketball, basketball and baseball. Played both sports at Arizona. Go Cats! Making a Final Four and a Sweet Sixteen. How about that? Left Arizona as the school's all-time leader in steals. Despite not playing much on the baseball team, the Astros drafted Lofton in the 17th round of the 1988 draft, made his Major League debut in 1991, and played 16 years in the majors for 11 teams. He was a six-time All-Star, five-time AL Stolen Base uh, leader, four-time Gold Glover, and is a member of the Guardians slash Indians Hall of Fame. Yeah. Out of Washington High School in East Chicago, Indiana, go Senators. Senators, all right. That school merged with Roosevelt High in 1986 and is now East Chicago Central. Okay. Kenny Lofton, former Brave, turning 56 years old today. Forgot about that. Turning 51 today is the manager for the L.A. Dodgers. That's right. It's Dave Roberts' birthday. Roberts was born in Japan and moved to San Diego for his high school days. He was a star in basketball, football, and baseball, winning a football state championship as a senior. He declined scholarships for football to walk on in baseball at UCLA. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Becoming a starter as a sophomore, he left UCLA as the school's all-time stolen base leader and was drafted in the 28th round by the Tigers in 1994. He was called up in 1999 while he was uh, well with the Indians and played 10 seasons in the majors. After retiring, he began coaching with the Padres and was hired as manager of the Dodgers in 2016. He's a two-time World Series champion. There's an asterisk next to one of those, though. Once as a player and once as a manager and a one-time NL Manager of the Year. Dave Roberts, 51 years old. Started his high school career at Vista High, go Panthers, and then moved to Rancho Buena Vista High School when it opened, go Longhorns. Go Longhorns. How about that? So he was a Panther and a Longhorn and a Bruin. And then finally today, turning 42 years old on this day, is a former MLB pitcher, Jake Peavy. My long-lost cousin. Peavy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even put those two together. (laughs) 
Peavy was born in Mobile, Alabama, 251, where he was a player of the year of the state as a senior. Drafted by the Padres in the 15th round of the 1999 draft, was called up in 2002. He played 14 years in the majors and was a three-time All-Star, one-time Gold Glove winner, one-time NL wins uh, leader, two-time MLB ERA leader, two-time NL strikeout leader, one-time Triple Crown winner, one-time Cy Young winner, and a two-time World Series champion. He's a member of the Padres Hall of Fame. Jake Peavy... 251 zone, born in Mobile, Alabama, mm-hmm. turning 42 years old. St. Paul's Episcopal zone, <laughs> the Saints. Yeah, thank you. And uh, they all go there. He turned down a commitment to Auburn University that's to just, go pro. That's, I mean, you can't blame him. No, you can't. But, but man, that stinks. You, you yeah. would have had Jake Peavy here. Could have, could have had him here. Mm. And that is a look at the birthdays in sports. Fun fact: Jake Peavy. Was born in Mobile, went to high school in Mobile, also played minor league baseball in Mobile. Oh, Mobile Bay Bears, Bay Bears were a Padres affiliate at one point, so he got to play some pro ball in his hometown. There you go. He's been making that? some, uh, uh, since his retirement, he's actually been making a, a few appearances with the Savannah Bananas. Heck yeah. So yeah. So Jake Peavy, Kenny Lofton, Dave Roberts, Joe Namath all celebrating the birthdays today. If it's your birthday, happy birthday oh. to you. Birthdays and sports brought to you by X Credit Union. And that is going to take us to the end of the yeah. I always have a funny story I'll have to tell y'all uh, off the air about uh, a story that I, a false story I told in Chicago about Jake Peavy. Uh-huh. That he was my cousin and is in a bar in Chicago. He's my cousin and all this kind of stuff. And his next trip to Wrigley, he uh, ended up in a basis clearing brawl because he being one of the Cubs. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll never be able to go to that bar again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wacky Wednesday, getting started early with that Tom PV story. We'll have more Wacky Wednesday coming up in the third hour. You're listening to Sports Call Tiger 95.9. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starting right now. Tiger 95.9, Ryan LaVoy, Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy, and now we bring on T.P. Hammock for the first time. We also bring on Brooks Childress now for the second time as he subbed in for me. Uh, earlier in that oh, last segment, and he screwed up as soon as he started. Yeah, talking. he said he hey, said welcome hey, to Sports hey, Call hey, on a Monday. Hey, hey. Well, it felt it was the first day he had hosted a segment this week, so it was a Monday for him hosting. I'm trying to help him out. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, we're gonna have some fun here this time. Uh, so again, let's uh, go ahead and preview the segment here with a wacky Wednesday. Sometimes the conversation can go off the tracks. It's time for Wacky Wednesday. All right, it's Wacky Wednesday time. We've had def- plenty of different types of these. We've had food types. We've had make-your-own-list things. We've had story times. We've had gross things. We've had fun things. And now it's time to have something that will 
be something that, that I guess occurred at one point in time to a degree between Coke and Pepsi. It was to do the blind taste test and figure out which one was Coke, which one was Pepsi. Can you taste the difference? Well, we are going to play off of that, but times four. We're going to have eight sodas for uh, Tom, Brant, TP, and Brooks today. I'm not participating. Someone had to know the answers to the test. And they don't know what which eight I pick. Now, here's the parameters I will give so that you don't just go run wild. No, we don't have any, any off-brand sodas. These are still big brand name stuff. Okay? We don't have any diets. However, there is between... I won't give you the official number because you can't play me like that either. Between one and four zero soda drinks, so zero sugar drinks. So um, I will give you this. There is no zero sugar that is not represented by its normal counterpart. Okay, so I didn't just completely give you a zero sugar to throw you way the hell off, only to bring you back with stuff I didn't have the zero sugar for. So, okay, between one to four zero sugars, Okay, and again, they will be they will have their adult, their uh, their normal counterpart. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna do this one at a time. I want everybody to try it or, or to have. We'll go in order one to eight. And if we were doing this just in the office, I would have had you write down your answer so that you didn't influence others. But obviously, that would be horrific radio. It's already hard enough to do something taste test wise on radio. So we're going to verbalize what we're feeling, what we're tasting, what we think it is. But I want it to be important. If someone is very sure that they have the right answer, they're very sure it's blank then I want those other people to at least say, okay, now it sounds like TP knows what he's talking about. I kind of thought it was blank, but I'm piggybacking with TP at the end of the day. I want you to kind of just be forthcoming what you were thinking about. I want you to be honest. This is still a test to some degree. It's a taste test to see who knows their sodas. I'm going to write everyone's name down beside the soda they actually identify correctly. We got eight of these bad boys, and they're all numbered on the cups, one to eight. So we're going to start off. Any questions or concerns before we start? I, I think my biggest concern, and I, I just want to set this up for the audience, there is no visual component here. All of these no, eight look exactly all. the same. Yes. But I assure you they are not. <laughs> there are eight bottles of soda in the refrigerator, of which, by the way, you guys can claim after the fact if you want to claim your own soda because there's about eight ounces or so left of a 20-ounce bottle. So whatever. We've got eight of those bottles. You're welcome to take with you or, or save for tomorrow. But uh, one, one more thing. Sure. TP, say hi into the mic so people know what you sound like. Yes. Hey, everybody. This is my first time on the air. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being with you all in the summer. Absolutely. It's uh, TP Hammock again, our summer intern, who's going to help us out with a lot of different things. Uh, so we got TP on with us this summer. You'll hear him a few times throughout the summer, and you're going to hear him do this taste test with us. All right. So with that, any last questions? Anybody? All right. We're good? All right. Start with number one. Number one. There we go. Cheers. I'm going to commentate with this. Everyone's got enough for about two gulps is what they got. I was able to get it pretty similar because there's a line marker on there that makes it pretty uh, pretty even. So everyone's going to have a very, very close to the same amount of liquid. Should I gargle it like a sommelier? <laughs> everyone's almost through it now. I can't see Brooks's, to be fair. I just see the top of his head. All right, yeah, he's two-thirds way through it. No one seems confident. We're off to a great start, I think. I, I feel I, a little something. All right, so <laughs> I, I really hope the noise that Brooks just made came through the mic. That was awesome. All right, anybody got thoughts? I think that's Dr. Pepper. Okay. I, I was also thinking Dr. Pepper. It's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. 
I, I, I would have to agree as an <coughs> avid Dr. Pepper fan. I so believe that is Dr. Pepper. TP feels confident. Brooks, any any other thoughts? You see, I when I first tasted it, I was fairly confident it's Dr. Pepper. But the thing that's throwing me is you've, you've given us four, th- four to some other number of zeros in here. Right. And so I'm wondering if it's a Dr. Pepper zero. Yeah, it But could it be. doesn't taste artificially sweetened enough to be zero so i would also yeah. say it's probably dr pepper it's definitely got the smell of dr pepper mm. okay so is I, everyone I sniffed it <laughs> all right so brooks you stay in with dr pepper tp certainly yes. dr pepper everyone else going dp dr pepper dr pepper everyone is one for one congrats okay. guys yeah. so dr yeah. pepper yeah. is the right answer i need to move the keyboard or something so that i can write nope can't put it over there because then you'll see the answer I so will. uh but uh, everyone gets it right for the first time all right so it's not so bad huh tom's over here like oh we, we, i want a word bank and, and <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest before tom said Dr. Pepper. I was really torn between that and Pepsi. I don't know why. I haven't had Pepsi in like three years, but that kind of felt like it. Like I said, that, the smell of that yeah. was Dr. Pepper. That, that, that was, was like Dr. Pepper smell all the way. I started kind of doubting myself a little bit on the taste, but like then I was like, no, nah, the smell, that, that's Dr. Pepper. So. Smart to use smell, although I don't know if all of them will be that potent, but yeah. smart to use smell. All right, ready to go on to number two? Let's do it. All right, number two. Again, this is a lot of soda for these guys to consume. This is eight, like, four-ounce cups-ish. So they'll be drinking, like, a large fountain drink from a gas station. That's definitely got something with it. I don't like this. All right, Brant doesn't like (laughs) it. I don't like this. I don't know what it is, but I'm not a fan. Some of these drinks, it's possible you've never consumed, even though they are big brands. Brant absolutely yeah. despises it. I don't, it I don't tastes, never drink it this It's watered down. I don't it's want very, to finish that. It's a very... You said there's no diet. This is a very diety. Yes. Again, there's good. nothing by the name of diet. Again, zero has zero calories, zero sugar, etc. But there is no diet. I True to my word, you can go back and look at the refrigerator yeah. after the fact. I, I would like to put in my guess. All I, right. Yeah. Br- Brooks wants a guess. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Brooks is going to, yeah. I think, be good at this. I, I should... I, you know what? You know, I, no, all right. What? Go ahead. But see, you're, they're going to follow you. Okay. That's the thing. I trust you. I'm fairly confident. One. So if anybody else is not confident, they can go before me. Yeah. And no, I want I, I want you to uh, guess. I, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm saying Coke Zero. Okay. Coke Zero for Tom. I don't think it's Coke Zero. I'm going to say, is it Pepsi Zero? Okay. Brant going Pepsi Zero. I, I'm going to go with Brant here. I think it's Pepsi Zero. Pepsi Zero. Brooks, I, I think he's going to get this. I'm fairly confident it's Pepsi Zero. I, you know what? I'm not going to give it to Tom <laughs> because the, I want everyone to stay c- committed to their answer once everyone goes down the line. But it is Pepsi Zero. Okay, okay. it is okay. Pepsi Zero. So okay. um, that's why it sucks. I will tell you. I will Coke tell forever. you this. I, Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I, I, you know, and the reason I, I said that I, I was really kind of starting to not that they swayed me to Pepsi Zero, but the more I started thinking about it, they were saying, but. Yeah, I mean, it's not as... It's not something you would drink. Yeah. No, it's not as crisp as Coca-Cola, probably even Coke Zero, so that's why I... just I had like, a really insane idea. But You're going to start mixing yes. some things here? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna leave like a little bit in each of these and then mix them together. Yeah, as long as you don't mix with stuff that's not been, been yeah, tried yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Do whatever you want. It, it, I, it, I will tell you this. If Pepsi Zero thinks that their Pepsi Zero tastes like regular Pep, they are off the mark. Okay. That tastes like a diet drink. It tastes like Diet Coke. Yeah. So I'll give you my thoughts on some of these drinks as we go, since I'm, I'm not getting to try them with you. Uh, and I have an avid soda drinker. There's only one or two on here that I have 
I would have some doubt over if I were handed them. Um, Pepsi Zero to me, I don't really like base Pepsi to begin with. I don't know. I actually drink Amen. a lot of Diet Pepsi, which again, that's where I'll lose a lot of people because I do drink the diet versions of these. But also, I drink all the versions of these. Like at some point, I've enjoyed both regular Diet and Zero at some point. But what I will say is, I enjoy Diet Pepsi the most of any of its Pepsi of the three main Pepsis there. So, uh, I'm not a huge Pepsi Zero person. So, all right, not rave reviews on the Pepsi Zero. No, Brant wants to just throw good. it in the in the ocean. Yeah, delete um, it. Brant, that was Dragon. not good. Tom does not want it. TP does not want it. Brooks is like, eh, yeah, yeah. it's it fine. It tastes like Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah I, I drink it, but like, it's not gonna be my first. No. Way down the list. Fridge. Yeah. All right, boys, on to number, number three. This is the blind taste test. The first one, Dr. Pepper. Second one, Pepsi Zero. Cheers to everyone as you embark on this journey of number three. This one's like almost flat. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that is definitely different. It's, a, it's an odd taste. I maybe should have. Here's what I, I'm considering. I should have maybe gotten some gotten versions of these for myself just to make sure that that the bottle wasn't weird or something like like it yeah. wasn't expired or something because this is a weird thing for you to say for this. This is fun. I hope that this is. I hope that this is a product of you being confused by the drink, not that the drink... I, I looked at the dates. There was one that expired this month, okay? <laughs> but it, it's not gonna. It's not this one. This one, I think, okay. was good. I think this I, one had an August I, date. The more that I drank it, the more I, confident I felt about it. So. Okay, uh, he's... he's I'm, I've got no idea. I'm going plain Pepsi on that one. Plain Pepsi for Tom. It, mm. Yeah, I'll go with Tom. Pepsi. That's Brooks, fine. you feeling confident over there? Yay, nay. I'm not feeling confident, but I I I, I have a guess, uh-huh. but I don't know if you would have gotten this soda. I don't know if this is it would be big enough that you would have gotten. Oh, this. I want to hear this guess then. Give me. This I was guess. I was going to say RC Cola. Okay. I don't That's know if you little... would go down and get that one. I don't know if you would consider that a bigger brand, but that would be my guess. Would be RC. That's a great guess. That's a great guess. Um, I don't know the So I mean, and I'm I'm really going out on a limb here in case that is rc but i drink a lot of rc as a kid and it was it's a lot sweeter than that okay so tp but felt now, but now that but now that's going to end up being rc i'm like geez <laughs> i haven't had rc in forever so, i'm still saying pepsi though so the the more that y'all talked about it, the more it was but just a little bit of smell and ryan did say that it was odd for us to say that i'm gonna go with coke I'm going with Coke. Man, he he used words against me. That is regular Coke. <laughs> is it really? That is regular Coke. Now, I will, I will take a break at the halfway point of this at number four, and I will go check that bottle yeah. to make sure. But I am I'm fairly confident that had an August expiration date. So that should not have been... Uh, flat again. I'll confirm oh, that. That's yeah. That was really weird because that is definitely a flat tasting Coca Cola. And maybe I'll go. I'll go pour one out for myself during the commercial break too. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna go. You know what? I can be judge and jury on this. So I'm going to. I'm going to get. Uh, we're gonna take a break after four here, and I'm gonna see because the guys were were confused by that. TP's on a roll. He drinks soda. He's outing himself. No, I'm just kidding. It's great. I drink soda too. Um, I, to, to be to be fair. You you drink a lot of soda too, but I it's do. from a different. Well, yeah, but I mean, I also said Pepsi. I just said the opposite of yeah. of what it yeah. was. But so because I, because of the flatness of it. All right, on the number four, we'll do one more. Take All a right. break. Wacky Wednesday, blind soda taste test. This is root beer. Yeah, I, I could smell it. I smell, I smell it now. Do we got to come up with the 
the name brand? I would. I I will give you credit if you get that right. Which that is a and W root beer. He's confident. <laughs> Does anyone want to go anything to the contrary? I'm gonna need a shot of insulin by the time we're done with this. <laughs> that's 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 a and W root beer. It's either A and W or a mug, but yeah, I was about I'm, to say it's definitely one of those two. I'm not a big root beer guy, but I'm torn. Brooks, so you See, gotta, I really, you I really love weak. root beer. I just don't, I don't know the different brands. Actually, mm, I'm going with Barks just to be different. That's definitely not. That's not Barks. Well, Descent. I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, and not A and W. Mug. That's Mug. Mugs. Mug. Mug or Mug? Sorry, Mug. I'm Mug. Mug root beer. As a childhood Mug drinker, I will roll with Mug. That's mug root beer. All right, so three mug and a barks. I'm and going. A, I'm going barks. I guess I don't know. <laughs> you talked yourself out of the right answer. It's A and W. Oh, it was A and W. Wow! Everyone, I, again, I will show everyone the bottles again. That won't do much for a radio crowd, uh, but I will. I will go bring the first four bottles in here. If if you <laughs> if it'll make you feel better, we'll check the dates on it and everything. So to recap. No, well, we'll go back to number one. Everyone got Dr. Pepper, right? They know a good doctor when they see one. All right, Pepsi Zero, everyone but Tom got it right, although Tom was talked into it after the fact. He could definitely see it. He was not surprised by it at the end of the day. Coke, well, there's, we got to figure this one out. I'm going to go be, I'm going to go try some Coke over there, uh, Coca-Cola. And uh, we're going to try that one out since TP's the only one that got that right. Everyone was thinking that was a flat version of Coke. And then everyone understood what root beer tastes like. Great for everybody. I would have understood what root beer tastes like too, but I don't drink root beer, so I would have had no idea which brand, but it is A&W. We had... Um, can't believe I talked myself out of it. I was yeah, adamant. you were so confident. I was, I was like, well, this just everyone's just going to follow his lead there. Like, and then adamant. he talked himself out of that. So we're going to take our uh, first time out of hour number three. We're in the middle of Wacky Wednesday. We're doing a blind soda taste test. Having a lot of fun here on this Wacky Wednesday. Stay tuned. More sports call after the break. want to call into the show send us your thoughts via email you've got mail sports call at the tiger.fm i'm jeff whitaker jr former auburn tigers defensive tackle and national champion and you are listening to sports call on tiger 95.9 
Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm or the Tiger Communications app, or you listen after the fact on the Sports Call podcast presented by Coca-Cola. All right, we're doing the blind taste test, soda taste test, and this is why we're doing it. Sometimes the conversation can go off the tracks. It's time for Wacky Wednesday. So we're doing another round of Wacky Wednesday again. We've taken on some beautiful forms over the few years that we've done this, from story time to food to just personal uh, favorites to some nasty stuff at times. Fart trivia. Yeah. I mean, everyone's favorite. <laughs> fart facts. Most enjoyable, most enjoyable deal for just about everyone out there. This whole thing started talking about animal sex. One random show. Yep, and you, again, that's why, as Zeus said, it goes <laughs> off the tracks sometimes. That was not in the game plan. That was not that in the game plan, and suddenly we started talking about bees having sex. <laughs> yep, and uh, J- <laughs> that's one of one of JJ. JJ's lasting legacies. Yeah, carrying on that conversation. Wow, I was sitting there where TP is just wanting to relieve yep. for the afternoon. I want to uh, say. Were we talking to Justin? Fer- no, we talked to Justin Ferguson about it the next time he yeah. came in. No, he brought it back up. That's why yeah. he just no. it became his own thing there. Yeah. Uh, but so we're doing Wacky Wednesday. We're doing a blind taste test again to recap. The guys do not know what eight sodas I have purchased. We have gone through four. There are no diet, but there are some zeros. My philosophy behind that is the zeros, and and you can agree. I mean, this is debatable, but my my thought process is these companies try to get the zeros to resemble more the regular soda than they do the diets. The diets sometimes feel like they are far uh, vastly different. Like if you tried uh, some of these zeros, they're going to taste more like the regular than the diet will taste like the regular sometimes. Well, Pepsi missed the mark on that one because that Pepsi zero was so, awful. Tom and I, did not fact, like that. In fact, we, we were debating. We think that it was so bad that it actually caused us to think that the Coca-Cola was flat. Yeah, so again, one. I confirmed this over the break, and this is a this is fascinating. But that Coke was completely normal. That had an yeah. August expiration date. I tried it. I've not been going through the palate uh, palate <laughs> test that these guys have. It was a hundred percent normal to me. But these guys all kind of thought it was flat or something other than Coke. Only TP got that it was actually Coke. But even you, TP, were a little thrown off at first. You had to get into it. Uh, yeah, I said that the taste was odd, but the only thing I told them at the break was the smell. The smell uh-huh. stayed the same. So, so. The smell's helping him out. Uh, but uh, that was weird. I don't know if it was because of the zero, because you needed a palate cleanser. I'm thinking I, that, yeah. Even though Brooks and Tommy, you had palate cleansers. Did you use it before no. between two and three? No. no. I think we Brooks, still had the, the bitterness I, I of that. Okay, Brooks uh, did, but you thought it was a little flat still. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It Something in the formula. I yeah. don't know. We're trying to learn things, trying to play science. I'm just yeah. kidding. All right, Wacky Wednesday yeah. continues. We're halfway through. So let's get into number five, guys. You have the right to go ahead and drink number five. And we've had Dr. Pepper, Pepsi Zero, Coke, and A&W Root Beer. They all knew it was Root Beer, but uh, everyone got a little confused on what brand. No one actually got that it was A&W. Tom was very confident first. So here we are to number five. We have Quizzical Looks. People kind of not liking it. TP not liking it. I don't think no, Brant hates it. I, I don't think I've ever had this before in my life. Like that, I'm very confused. I don't love it. Um, I wouldn't. Dr- I wouldn't that's a, drink that intentionally. I think that's a zero drink. I always feel like. <clears throat> well, I won't say that. Uh, TP <laughs> smart. TP right. smart. And all right. Since we've already had Pepsi Zero, I'm going to say that this is the Coke Zero. 
Okay, you're thinking Coke Zero. Oh, it might be. You know, oh, I don't want to say regular Pepsi because I feel like that would be that would show itself a little bit more. But it kind of ah, so that's got that diet flavor to it. That would be fascinating mm. if you guys thought it was uh, not if you didn't even agree that it was zero versus a, a regular drink. That'd be I don't know. I don't know because I remember liking Coke Zero. Huh. I, I think I'll go with Tom here. I think it's Coke Zero. All right. Brayton, want a final I, answer? I, I've been convinced. Coke Zero. Coke Zero. So we've got three Coke Zeros. Brooks, I have a feeling. All right, go ahead, Brooks. I'm going to go with Dr. Pepper Zero. Mm. Brooks Childress is correct. Mm. Oh, I yep. trust Brooks with the Zero. I almost spit it out to help you again to delineate that it was at least a Zero Sugar drink. He drinks – He now, he drinks a lot of regular, but he will be willing to branch out and try – the zero calorie stuff. You know, it had such a Dr. Pepper smell, but the taste was so yeah, off. Yeah, it was. That definitely does not taste like Dr. Pepper. But see, have you guys ever had diet Dr. Pepper? No. Y- yes, but yes, it's been I, a very I, long time. Uh-huh. Would you? Do you think that the Dr. Pepper Zero is closer to regular Dr. Pepper than diet Dr. Pepper is? It's close. It's it's closer than that. That's what I'll say. Um, you think it's closer than that? Okay. Yeah. See, I I again I would subscribe to the zeros or closer to the originals than the diets. But um, uh, again, that's see, just I, me. I love I love me some Dr Pepper, but that that does not taste like Dr Pepper no. at all. Okay. You see that one? Because like that first one was Dr. I mean that was like bam, that's Dr Pepper like right off the bat. That did not taste like anything like Dr Pepper. That one did not have as bad of a artificial sweetener taste as the uh, as the Pepsi Zero. But it was still but there. The Dr Pepper. It was still there, but the Dr Pepper. It was just felt like it diluted the Dr Pepper taste. Right. That's what it felt like. That that did it more just diluted didn't the taste. Didn't bite at you at all. Yeah. Dr Pepper used to bite more than it does now, but yeah. it certainly. Right. Okay, I got you again. You, I want you to know that I drink all these pretty much, so it slightly offends me when you. I'm just kidding, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I I'm a soda fiend, so this yeah. is why uh, this is a lot of fun to hear you guys try this out. All right, on to number six. Only Brooks got number five correct. On to number six. Yeah. All right. Well, TP's confident. He's going last. Tom's getting that's, confident. Yeah, that's Pepsi. Regular Pepsi. Tom is very confident it's Pepsi. Yeah, that's regular Pepsi. Brooks, Brant? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree, Pepsi. I'll agree with Brant's that. Brant's confident. Brooks? TP's confident. He's uh, My jungle juice is starting to fill up. I don't know if I have enough room. You've only got two more after this. That's true. He, yeah, Brant's combining everything at the end of this. That's yeah, just I've, I've got two through eight, and I'm going to try to chug it. That's how I'm going to finish this thing off. Oh, my gosh. Brooks? You seem... I can't. I wasn't. I'm not convinced that I know what it is. Okay. And I don't like. I don't want to be convinced because everybody else said Pepsi. But I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to go. I. I would say Pepsi too. Well, for the second time today, everyone is correct. It is Pepsi. Okay. Yes. Uh, TP knew it like simultaneous, like like liquid entered mouth. <laughs> brain lit up yeah Um, i guess it was just from that horrible pepsi zero it's like oh this is the original thing thank goodness so all right excuse me that was one of those like smell i could smell that until that it was not a zero drink just there's a it was potent yeah yes and now i've got 
the burps. Well, we're going to give you a second, then. We'll, we'll, I'm good. We'll kill. Okay. We're good. All right. Do you want the palate cleanser at all? No, no? I, I just I did. I, I, I've got my body armor palate cleanser over here. Gotcha. And also, TP, you don't have a palate cleanser. You're just going going after no, this. No, I, I do not. You're, you're just, just, just triple doubles I, all the way through. You just yeah. know what's going on here. Um, all right. So we're through six. We've got two more. All right. We can go on to number seven now. Approved by the council, which is <laughs> me. <clears throat> Everyone giving a sniff first, then a, a gulp. Oof. Again, remind everyone it's about uh, it's about two gulps worth, or three or four normal that, drinks worth. I don't that, like that. That aftertaste is gnarly. That is bad. <laughs> gnarly. It's, it's about three fingers or so, I'd say. It is. But it's it is truly uh, bizarre. I. Yeah, I, I got to go with the yeah. Coke Zero. Yeah. That sits so weird I'm on the not, tongue. Yeah, I'm not even finishing that. Whoa. Wow. Coke Zero. Demonstrative, but Coke Zero. I don't think it's Coke Zero. That's a zero that's a zero drink. There's no way that's a regular. Have we had Dr. Pepper Zero yet? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the first one uh, we came back with. If that's Coke Zero, then Coke Zero has changed since the last time I had it. That aftertaste is insane. See, I would say Pepsi Zero, but we've already had that. We have. And that one was demonstrably bad. Yeah. This What's is not good either, though. Uh, go ahead. Brooks, you got thoughts? Oh, he's going through palate cleanser. I can't ever see Brooks. I see Charlotte Hornets. That's all I see. <laughs> Just constant Hornets. Fortunately, not the actual Hornet. I, I'm after sitting numerous times in a Jordan-Hare Stadium press box where this is quite often what... I'm going for at the start yeah, of the third quarter. This this is a Coke. This is Coke Zero Sugar. Yep. I, I was I was going to say the same thing. It's a Coke Zero. Brand's okay, confused. Okay. But I all right. I, I you mean, didn't give a formal guess every, other than Coke Zero. Everybody's everybody's like so confident it's Coke Zero. I just it it does not taste like what I remember Coke Zero tasting like. I'm going to give everyone credit for it. It is Coke Zero. Um, hmm. uh, from a hero to a zero. So I I think that. What would also be interesting if you wanted to go so in the weeds, probably unnecessarily in the weed in the weed, uh, weeds, excuse me, is if and it's kind of hard to do this, but could you do fountain versus bottle versus huh. can? Maybe because I a lot of soda drinkers have opinions. On yeah, that. I have. A I, strong I think they're very that. different. Yeah. Um. So again, all of this is from a bottle. If that means right. anything to you, which it may or may not. I traditionally um, have had, I mean, obviously fountain drinks is subjective because it's how many times you eat out. But uh, between bottled and soda, I used, or between bottled and can, I used to do can growing up all the time. The last handful of years, it's become a mix. But I went can for a long time on the Diet Pepsi of the world, Diet Mountain Dew, etc., and I'd actually tell you I like the bottled version of like Diet Pepsi better. I, it, it again, it's case by case. But I'm I'm wondering if maybe Fountain or, or Can version you prefer Coke Zero on. But that is Coke Zero. So, mm. um, I, mean, I guess we're down to one more here. Yep, we're down to number uh, eight. I, I, I can honestly say <clears throat> that was so bad that I would not drink that out of a can, a bottle, or have you never had Coke Zero before? No. So this is literally first time you're trying really? something. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tom's like I ain't no zero calorie person. That was, that was, <laughs> what is that? That was bad. 
And and only that's being confirmed for him today. He's not. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I don't. And you've never tried zero calorie drinks. You never will now because <laughs> I, everyone that's having these right now, some for the first time, are just like, "What is this hot garbage?" Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's cold. What is this cold garbage right now? Meanwhile, I'm over here like, "Oh, I like all sodas." <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, I think I've talked about it on the show before. Like I haven't regularly had soda since like my freshman year in college mm-hmm. yeah, I, you're don't, a water guy I now. don't drink soda very much so it, it's you only got to get through one more plus your hodgepodge here yeah so, all right let's go ahead let's have number eight uh well yeah well uh, is everyone gone yet no no, no one's no. gone yet all right so no, have no, not tasted i'm not gonna do a score update that's too much math right now it's gonna take <laughs> 45 seconds Shoot. let's go for number eight and i'm joining you because this bottle was gone was expired by a month but i was running out of time i had to do it so if you if you get this wrong, if Brant wants to throw it up, I understand. This sucks. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Did you make this? This is strange. This, this is this is this is bathroom mead. Did you make this in our bathroom? Whoa. Yeah. So I've, I had it. I think it's starting to lose its taste, but I I I it. it, it, it it's along the lines. I, it's starting to lose its okay. taste, but it's along the lines. I think I, think I know something. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, have I any idea. I think I know something. <clears throat> I don't have any idea. Mm. I have a little. Does idea. Brooks have an idea? Does the top of Brooks's head have an idea? No, I see no shaking. No, okay. I have a small idea. Okay, let's see. Anyone else have an idea? Mm. No. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. Another Tom's so quiz. Tom's just like the gears are turning. He's trying to um, finish on a high note. Tom is baffled. Yeah, that's it's not a it's not a zero. I mean, it's a full it's a full flavored. I'm impressed. He's always got that. And then maybe that's just someone that's never had zero. But yeah. but uh, I'm impressed that you were able. That's to... full. That's full flavored. Um, we've already done Coke. We've already done Pepsi. The only thing that I could think of is RC. Um, I thought RC was sweeter than that. I, I'm going to go with RC Cola. Anybody else? Or you want to go ahead and TP with your with your thought? I believe this is Mr. Pib. Mr. Pib. Oh, oh interesting. Mr. Pib. <laughs> Mr. Pib sounds right. I hate to be influenced. I hate that I have come up with very few of my own guesses for this. But I just... I, it's, it's so weird. Brooks. They just, all taste pretty similar. I just don't know how, like, Mr. Pibb is the the pair up with, like, Dr. Pepper. Yeah. So it doesn't really have, like, that Dr. Pepper-esque taste like well, you would get. It's similar but well, different. Yeah. But the thing, so the thing is with this. I had today, by the way. The thing is with this, there's, like, this little, like, kind of like a fruity, sour aftertaste. That's why it was making me go away from the RC Cola but and cuz I wasn't even thinking about Mr. Pib but I can I could actually see that. All right, Brant, you got a final answer? I uh, I'm sticking no. I'm still sticking with RC though. I'm no. going to go RC. Two RCs or RC, Pib, RC. Three RCs. It is RC Cola. Hey. Oh, I've never had the, RC all, Cola. You, look, that was ballsy by you guys to go ahead and just keep it with RC after Mr. I know my sodas, and he's not <laughs> self-proclaiming that, but he's been very good. Yeah, that that was a good move to hang in there with RC. Uh, I had Pib at lunch today, again, in case you did not hear that. And um, I can tell you that after trying that RC again, that technically expired in April, but I wanted to pick it up because again, it's 
it's again a brand that people are familiar with, especially around here. Yeah. And um, I to me it tastes maybe a little off. Yeah. But just the signs of starting to to lose. So uh, so and I said this earlier in in the contest here. I grew up drinking RC Cola because in Columbus, Georgia, the RC bottling company is there. I mean, Royal Crown is like a Columbus, Georgia thing. And uh, I just I remember it being a lot sweeter than that. But uh, also that's because I know what I'm drinking. With this just in a little plastic solo cup, it, it's hard to get that sweet. But I can also see what you're talking about. Maybe it a little on the flat side maybe but i could still tell it was full octane you you definitely confused me with the mr pib because like that was, little bit of the that fruity kind of aftertaste there with it i was like mm, maybe that is something like mr it was, pib but it was a tough tough that one tough was round. yeah i haven't had an rc in a long time so but i don't think i've ever had rc cola but yeah. i guess today was the day so rc cola and tom's peanuts that was our thing in columbus georgia you Take Tom's salted peanuts and put them in the bottle of RC Cola and drink it. All right, so I have the final scores, and then we're going to let Brent kill his palate and uh, <laughs> maybe stomach later. All right, last place, there was a lone and last. It was Mr. Tom Peavy. Oh, I was last. Who had four. Really? Yep. What the heck? He had Dr. Pepper correct. He had uh, Pepsi. He had Coke Zero, and he had RC Cola. He went on a run there, but he did not get Dr. Pepper Zero. Uh, did not get the correct. I, I guess I said I give you guys credit, but then everyone's score would go up here. One, no one got that it was A and W root beer, right. uh, and then regular Coke was only gotten by TP. Pepsi Zero was gotten by everyone but Tom. So Tom was last there with four, tied for second with five each was Brant and TP, and Brooks Childress with six. He identified the most correct drinks. The the two drinks Brooks did not correctly identify was Coke, which, again, just threw almost everyone off, and then just not the right brand of root beer, which, again, if you wanted to give everyone seven, six, and five instead of six, five, and four, you'd be t- perfectly fine to do so. So that's a that's a pretty good job. Everyone did at least half, and, again, yeah. Every, everyone get a loud and pause. Uh, not, not, the, not the music, just just a real yeah, good brand there. Yeah. And again, part of it for Tom was that you just don't drink zero sugars because you didn't <laughs> you didn't get Pepsi Zero, Dr Pepper Zero, and you did get Coke Zero, but kind of process elimination. So two of the, the right, four yeah. you missed there. Were. I I, def- I could def- definitely tell that those were zero drinks. So that, there yeah. was like no question. Like I said, if these companies these companies need to watch somebody do a taste test like that because if they if they even remotely think that their zero drinks taste the same as their regular they are so far off because i mean that is just brutal those zero drinks are nasty yeah they were pretty recognizable yeah man again i'm trying not to be personally offended because i drink them frequently (laughs) but uh I, i i will say this i drink diet more than zero actually um i drink um probably dr pepper zero the most of any zero drink um but again i just mix it up because i'm not i don't want to burn through go through those calories i need to work out more if i'm gonna start doing that uh so all right brant real quickly you want to go for this thing he's got yeah. all of them except for uh doc pepper in there right yeah i've got, I've got two through eight so he's got pepsi zero regular coke a and w root beer dr pepper zero pepsi coke zero and rc cola Good luck, my friend. Here we go. I'm going to turn invisible after we, this or something. I think it, back when I was a kid at the skate center, we used to call these suicides. And he's chugging them, by the way. He's uh, going for it. Man, he uh, went for it. He did it. Honest to God, 
Not bad. That all tasted better than them individually. <laughs> Heck yeah. That was incre- that was actually really good. We found something at the very end. They were very good. Nice. Wow. All right, so that will do so, it. Oh, go ahead, bro. I was going to say, so, so next time you're at the Coke re- free, uh, freestyle machine, just get every single one yep, into one do, cup do, 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 do. and just have at it. Yeah, go to town, have them all. We will do another form of this later. We're not going to go through diet drinks. Don't worry, Tom. I'm not going to give like, everyone <laughs> diet. Goodness. Just start throwing up in the corner. Um, we're going to go through, and I don't know which one it'll be. I have a good idea. But we're going to go through one of these big brands, like Coke or Pepsi or Mountain Dew, something. And we're going to go through a taste test of all their different variations. Now, maybe not every single one. Some of them have like 30 variations. Like Mountain Dew. Yeah, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Pops one out every month or two. So maybe not every single one. But, again, same sort of number, seven or eight variations of, of a soda you know and love. We'll do this in some form or fashion again. But that was a fun, wacky Wednesday. I kind of wish I could have all that soda with you. But, again, uh, way too much liquid. Appreciate you guys for playing along. Uh, we only have one or two minutes left in the show now. Time for a nightly TV guide, and we'll wrap things up. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. All right, Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Tonight, MLS, New England Revolution, and Atlanta United, 6 o'clock on FS. Let's go, boys. Uh, And that is the only sports pick. Yeah, just I don't know what to do tonight. Just kind of chill. Have uh, have a night with your family for the final start, before all this college baseball starts. But that's the only uh, sports pick here. The movie picks for night: six p.m. on TNT, Rogue One, Star Wars Story. Six thirty, Thor. Does uh, that's on TNT? I don't remember. I'm about out of uh, out of it today. Now, uh, <laughs> if I'd gone eight sodas, I wouldn't. I would be jumping off a wall. Uh, Thor: The Dark World. Six thirty on FX. You got the original Pitch Perfect, 7 o'clock on AMC. And you've also got the Blind Side, 7 o'clock on Paramount. Uh, Fortunately, no NBA for (coughs) Brooks to ignore on the TV guide uh, tonight. Uh, And that's that's the nightly TV guide presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. No Braves tonight because they have already played and... They beat the, the vaunted Oakland A's. Yeah, they, they beat an, a red-hot A's team, a winners of two straight. Twelve For the first time all season. Yeah, of course, against the Braves. Or for the uh, second time all season. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, that's the nightly TV guide. Again, guys, TP, thanks for being on the show, and uh, we'll have you on later this, uh, this summer for sure. Thank you, guys. Uh, Brooks, thank you for hanging in there with us and yeah. tasting some soda. You want it? Uh, Brant, thank you for being here today. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for having me. And Tom, I uh, appreciate you being on the show throughout this week. No, and, gonna, uh, have a great weekend. We'll I'm going to go week. outside and burp. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Also, we appreciate all of our great callers for calling in today. And, of course, always appreciate those for tuning in. For T.P. Hammock, Brant Daughtry, Tom Peavy, and Brooks Childress, my name is Ryan LaVoy. Have a great Wednesday night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.